Yeah, back again. So we're going to chat music. Yeah. Yeah, I had a little... um. I had a little look into some music. I actually went way back. I went ancestral man style. Oh, and and you know like the origins of music and how ancestral man would have used music and yeah. Well, I had a look at that too, mate, um, because that's what we're all about: ancestral yeah. man and how, how he relates to modern day living. How did it all begin? You know, how did they how did they get music going? You know, were they banging sticks together or? Well, singing or funny you say that, you Chris, know, because rhythm, I found bit of um, a, uh, a, a, a study saying that evidence of music was dating back to the mid upper, mid to upper uh, Paleolithic period, about three hundred thousand to five hundred thousand years ago, where they found bone flutes. Yeah, so hollowed out bones with holes in them. Yep, uh, and mammoth tusks. Yeah, I reckon it's probably before that too, right? They would have bangs. Maybe even they would have clapped. Bang some stones together, yeah. But it would have been sort of communication, and but I reckon it would have been more about bringing people together, yeah. You know, yeah. Come around the fire. There was I read something about you know they used to go in caves and they'd bang stalactites. Yeah, I heard that. They call, I think they called them rock gongs, and they'd bang these. Not allowed to touch those bad boys these days. You can't now, but and even then, the echoing in within the cave the resonance created in the cave. Yeah. yeah, it would have been cool. Yeah, like a little. Uh, ancestral amphitheater, yeah, sound mm. healing kind of, yeah, yeah, mm. and yeah, and, and they reckon, like, like you say, dancing was a big part of ancestral life. Yeah, so to have dance to 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 generate some sort of uh, will within the body to move in a dancing fashion, you needed some sort of rhythm, rhythm, yeah. sound, didn't you? Yeah, so it could have just been percussion beats, like you know, like you say clapping or banging some wood together or yeah. some sort of a hollowed out uh, material to create a a, a a percussion. Yeah. And to allow dance. Well, I think it's cool that – I think it's uh, cool the the way, you know, even instruments would have evolved and, and then, def, you know, getting the modern guitar, yeah. you know, having string and – you know, the acoustics and how they made it, just the whole evolution of instruments over time. Yeah. You know, like a, a bone flute is the early remnants of any sort of, oh. yeah, flute. Saxophone. Yeah. I love saxophone. Crazy. Yeah. And how, yes, a saxophone. How did that come about? Yeah. Well, let's get a, whatever is it, brass, copper tube with a big thing on the end that projects the sound and then you've got a buttons that, change the notes it's yeah. crazy to think that yeah. how clever humans are and they developed those kind of things yeah. and then put them all together to create if you look at orchestral music you're like that's 40 to 100 instruments all playing together yeah. in unison it's yeah. crazy it's it's uh it's amazing to think that humans do that. It is, hey, and it's something that like you just as as you just explained it and put it in that way it's not not until you hear it like that that you really appreciate music and when it all is put together like yeah. a, like an orchestra it's uh and and music plays a massive part in our lives hey it, mm, i think you said in a couple of podcasts ago smitty it it create it evokes emotion and like it yeah. even it's like a time machine i think you said it had a you had yeah, a quote 100%. yeah it's like a time machine that sends you back to time yep you, you can remember specifics of when you heard that song, oh yeah, or it doing puts you back something at that yeah. place. I remember doing this at this time. When you yeah. hear, yeah, you get nostalgic when you hear a song. You know, most definitely. Yeah. 
Well, even going back to the ancestral thing, um, th- they also asked a question whether ancestral men would have sung. And they reckon that, um, like going back to fossil evidence to to identify the horseshoe-shaped, um, what is it, a hyoid bone? Of the yeah. jaw. Uh, yeah. in, your, in your throat. Um, and that's similar to modern man. And they identified that about 530,000 years ago. Um, so that's a similar structure that allows us to sing, I guess, maybe yeah. change pitch or change notes of our voice. So there was evidence that they had the anatomy to sing. Yes, yes. Whether, the, whether or not they did it or not. It's hard to know, yeah. It's hard to know. But Surely, surely. You'd think so. Like, they'd be like, oh, they had legs, but they didn't walk. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> you know, oh, they had hands, they didn't really use yeah. them. They just attached to their body, just flapping yeah. around. If no. you think about it. I feel like they would have sung. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. um, wasn't much to do back then, back in the day. Yeah, a mother would have soothed the baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Humming or yep. singing. Yeah, you know, yep. some soothing note. Yeah, I'm sure that would yep. have been done for millions of years. I yeah, I reckon. So it's there. Yeah, whatever. That I asked myself the question: What is music? Yeah, what did yeah. you come up with? Well, I come up with this guy's quote, uh, and this guy, his name is um, Jeremy Montague, and he's a. Uh, uh, Hang on. Sound that conveys emotion? Boom. Oh, I thought that just summed it right up. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Of Montague. Yeah. Sound that conveys emotion. Yeah. So good. And like you just reminded me of that when you said about a mother um, humming to a to a child. Um, just that, that sound yeah. creates an emotion of comfort yeah. for the baby and also maybe comfort for the ba- ch- uh, the mother. You think, you think about the music that goes on now, well, maybe the 90s, Smithy. That had some emotion. Wow. You know? That's about as far back as my research went. I uh, started at about 1990 and I moved on from there. <laughs> Ended at 1999. Late, late 89. Oh, I went to the year 2000. <laughs> late 89 to... But that's, that thing about um, sound and emotion, though, that is so true. Like, it's even true if you watch a movie and the movie has got a powerful soundtrack attached to it. Yeah. The emotion of what you're watching is so much more... Yeah. Especially, like, if it's sad or something like that and some track, like, kicks in... At a really like emotional time during the film, it just takes it to like the next level. Yeah, exactly. You try watching the same scene with the sound out. Uh, exactly. It's not even. It's completely dissimilar. Yeah. Like there's just it's flat. There's yeah. no. It just adds a real punch to it. Yeah. Real punch of emotion. It so does. That's, that's spot on. That's a really good quote. I've never yeah. heard that. Yeah. 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 Always, he, well, he continues. I'll, I'll continue with the rest of his quote. Yes, yeah, sorry, um, I'll cut you off. Really no, no, that's cool. No, that was <laughs> mate, that one sentence was what I was going to um, say. But I, I also just found this interesting. He says, "The major reason reason that music arose and persists may be that it brings people together." And so his quote says, "Music leads to bonding, such as a bonding between mother and child, or bonding between groups. Music keeps workers happy when doing repetitive and otherwise boring work, and helps everyone to move together, increasing the force of their work." Dancing or singing together before a hunt or warfare binds participants into a cohesive group. Mm. He concluded with, It has even been suggested that music, in causing such bonding, created not only the family but society itself, bringing individuals together who might otherwise have led solitary lives. Mm. Mm. Well, it's probably, that last bit's pretty good, isn't it? Bringing everyone together. Yeah. Mm. I reckon that's what ancestral man would have done. Get everyone around the fire. Yeah. Sing some songs. Yeah. Communication, yeah, sense of belonging, tribe. Yeah. You know? Probably you think G'd each other up before battle. Yeah, would have like been going out to battle another tribe or something. It would have been oh, war yeah. songs, yeah. Yeah. or yeah. afterwards celebration or commiseration yeah. or 
Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And you sort of think about modern day life, how we sort of still practice those things sort of a, a little bit in our own lives, like at, around the dinner table. You generally have, you sit with your family, you have dinner and you generally have some nice background music going, something mm. chilled out, a bit of uh, Buddha bar, Buddha, bit of... Um, <laughs> Is bit that of a playlist? Chill out tunes or something like that. Um, yeah, and then you do a workout, you get a hard workout going, you get some yeah. pump up music going, but a bit yeah. like going to warfare, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, you know, your, bo- your, uh, your boxers or your, your UFC fighters coming out uh, to the ring for their fight, they've got a song playing that's <laughs> pumping them up. Yeah. You know, shit like that. You got people getting married, you know, or, um, you know, their, their, their wedding dance, they've got a song that has brought them together. That might have been their first date song or something yeah. like that, you know, yeah. or you have, you know, dun, 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 the walk down the aisle sort of yeah. music. Yep. Um, there's music to to signify lots of different activities that we, we pursue as humans. Yeah. We even have music at funerals. Yeah. You know, like someone's it's couple powerful. of favourite songs or whatever, yeah. or if they're getting cremated, like as the casket goes into the, um, you know, behind the little conveyor belt thing into the fire, there's often like music and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Have you guys thought about that? That's often a question, you know, when you're having a few yeah. beers or something and you think, what would be your funeral song? Yeah. Oh, I, w- I couldn't give you a specific, but I've definitely thought about it. Yeah. Yeah, I've thought about it from time to time. Yeah. I've something. got one that I know definitely. I'd like um, Gortez, Gortez Iran. I don't know if you've heard that. It's the, from the soundtrack of um, Black Hawk Down. Oh, it's right. a, I think it's a Celtic Irish accent that it's sung. It's a beautiful song. Right. Um, it's... I think the, that word Gortazaran means um, coming closer to you or something. You really want to make people cry at your wedding, at your funeral? Nah, nah. It's just it's a it's an uplifting song. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like a depressing song. Oh, right. Yeah, it's it's a nice it's a nice song. Yeah. Um, I don't want people to cry. Well, uh, they will, Dave. You've oh, of course, well <laughs> of course, <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no doubt they will. But yeah, I, I, you have to have a bit of an uplifting song too, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Celebrate the life and all that, yeah. Yeah, but a bit more. But let's move. Let's go away from the funerals. Well, my wife and I, when we walked into <laughs> our uh, reception after our wedding, we had um, gone to fly now. Oh yeah, Rocky Balboa. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. yeah. No Irene Cara, mate. No Irene Cara. <laughs> no. Uh, but music's important, and um, I actually uh, I, I did musical education. Uh, for my kids. So oh, when my I kids were yeah, in uh, primary school, yeah, we've awesome. got about a 10-minute uh, ride to school and back from our house. So I thought, I'm going to utilise that time wisely. So I did music ed. So I went from through the alphabet from A to Z, uh, and I, ex- I exposed them to, uh, on each trip, so a trip to, from home to school, uh, the first letter A, let's say it was uh, Aerosmith, I played a few songs of Aerosmith and I gave them a couple of little easy facts for them to remember, considering they were only in primary school. And then I'd go through um, that whole uh, month uh, of that whatever letter. And at the end of the month, I'd give them a quiz. So I'd, I'd ask them 10, ten <laughs> questions. Homework, yeah. yeah, 10 questions. And they were pretty easy. Uh, if they didn't get it, they walked to school. Honestly, it's amazing how often they got the question right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. and I'd, of, yeah. I'd often play right, the kids. song. Uh, it's, you know, some questions might just be playing the song and identify the artist, oh, yeah. and they'd pick it. Yeah. But it also exposed them to bands that they love now. So they love Bob Marley. They love ACDC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, they love Metallica, you know, and these are, and Pearl Jam. Yeah. Uh, so they, they were bands that really stuck out for them. And I guess I probably really pushed those bands as well because mm. I love them. Yeah, it's interesting how you influence your kids, kids isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I've got 
the same with my kids. I didn't do the education, but that's that's a good one. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, yeah. I brought the questions in, so later on we can go through some questions. Um, a little quiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, um, you know, which Australian uh, band's name is named after a swimming stroke? Australian a free Crawl. Mm. Australian Crawl. Australian Crawl. There you go. Mm. Which yeah, American I, male singer is known as the Piano Man? Billy Joel. Billy Joel. So, yeah, just a little questions there. Two to me, none to you, Smith. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm terrible with music quiz. Like, I know <laughs> I what know. I like. I'm even terrible with, uh, like, names of songs. Yeah, yeah. I know bands that I love and, like, yeah. they've got tons of songs. But I've, I've never been down to, like, just remembering the name of every single song. Some people are like, oh, yeah, that album, you know, that yeah. was amazing. That reel off, you know, in order. Yeah, you know, this was the debut single they released. And then d- 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 I'm like, yeah. Probably so have, three or four. Do you have that embarrassing thing where you don't know the name, so you have to sing it? Oh yeah, I could sing every word of all yeah. the songs I love. And music's one of those song? things oh. you never forget, right? Sing like it you for could me. you could not think of yeah a song or not hear a song for like twenty years, and yeah. then if you somehow like miraculously heard it, you would just remember it. You'd yeah. remember the tune. You'd remember the words. Yeah, there's not that many things that you could say that about. Nah, definitely not. Nothing at school. Nah. Like you yeah, wouldn't be like, oh yeah, I watched that TV episode that time, and the guy said this, this or whatever. Yeah. Like, I guess music has like repetition, so you hear it a yeah. few times. But just that melody, I reckon, just brings you back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's melodies that um, are timeless that mm. will just forever. You know, you, you hear it and you just start singing to it. Yeah. You know, they just. Yeah. Um, well, I brought some CDs too, just to because um, yeah, I remember back in the day, you'd go to the record shop, you'd buy a CD. So I've got you two rattle. Um, Joshua Tree here, um, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh yeah, Blood Sugar Magic, Blood Sugar. Oh yeah, Sex Magic, Sex Magic, Soundgarden, self-titled, great album. Uh, Fat of the Land, oh, Prodigy, Fat of the Land. Man, that was a great album. I smacked my bitch up, Breathe, Diesel Power, that was. Some awesome songs. Remember uh, Smashing Pumpkins, the double album, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Yep, that was good. Classic. Pearl Jam. Oh yeah, the first album. Um, was that called Ten? Or just Pearl Jam. Ten. Yep. Ten, yeah. Was Ten their first up? Yeah. Yeah? Yep. Uh, Def Leppard, Hysteria, great album. Great 80s album. You yeah, know. got into Def Leppard. Yeah. If you've if you got a Sheila home, you'd chuck on Love Bites and you're a shoo-in. Uh, <laughs> bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet, great Jones. album. Nirvana, oh, never mind. Classic. Just you look know? at the cover on that bad oh, boy. Look at, and look at the cover of covers Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. What, a, yeah. what an awesome cover. Yep, no doubt. In Excess Kick, beautiful album. So what... Can, do you know what year these were released? So if you look at Nirvana, Pearl Jam, there was a Soundgarden album, there was a Guns N' Roses album, um, and it might have even been like Rage Against Machines first one. Yeah. Uh, might have been Metallica, Black Album. They were all released within 21 days of each other in 1991. No way. Like crazy. You know, it's like a stack like this. Yeah. Yeah. Of, yeah, Are you sure? Just, I thought Guns N' Roses was 88, 89. I thought oh, Soundgarden's like, first one might have been, like been earlier Illusion too. 2 or something. Yeah, um, right. You know, yeah. But the classic albums all released in 91 just after each other. Early really? to mid-90s was a primo time. Ugh. So if you drew a line from like, say, 1990 to about 94, 95... Yeah. Fire out some awesome music came out. There was like, there's some Green Day, there's yep. early punk that was yeah. really good. Yep. Yeah. Came on the back of some good Radiohead 70s and 80s 90s. Punk. Yeah just Pumped out some classics Yeah Yeah, yeah. Well I remember Some like awesome techno started coming out You'd buy a CD You'd go home and you'd listen to it So if I open up the uh, Nirvana Nevermind album Pull out the sleeve here 
you know, you've got a bit of photo stuff of the artists. You've got lyrics here. You'd, you'd open it up and you'd start start singing and learning the lyrics yeah, straight away yeah. to the album, you know. And, and I guess that's why, you know, we learned all the words to songs because you not only listened but you read and you and you and you. The CD, the CD or the LP or the record was like a, it's a piece of art, and you play yeah. through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and look, if we're talking about album covers, that one there, Nirvana, never mind, has got to be up there with one of the best album covers, el- album covers ever. It's got to be one of the most iconic, doesn't it? Yeah, like, everyone recognises that. I reckon you see that, you go, oh yeah, that definitely, was, that was Nirvana. Yeah. What other album covers? It's a bit much. I didn't like the nudity. <laughs> well, apparently that dude. Apparently neither did the dude. Yeah. Apparently that dude who's the baby there. He um, tried to chase Nirvana for money for compensation yeah. for them using his image on that album. Yeah, I, think, he, I think he never I think up did until recently. Yeah, he was still chasing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't think he got anything. He got nothing for it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, how, how did Nirvana get hold of the photo? I don't know. His parents might have had yeah, to. Yeah, from his parents. Yeah. yeah, things are all a bit more innocent in the early nineties, weren't they? Like, yeah, stuff wasn't so. Um, Sort of like regimented and not yeah. as many rules. Like they just did stuff like that. But wouldn't you think, as that dude, like wouldn't you think just being on the cover of one of the most famous albums of all time would just suffice? Yeah, you know, you absolutely. don't have to go chasing money. You could go around the world saying, "Oh yeah, hi, I'm uh, remember that baby? whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, I'm the so baby with his dick out in Nirvana. That. I could say that. He could say that. Chasing Nobody the dollar bill. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah you could do. Me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Classic. Who's that? But hey, uh, I put down the um, Rage Against the Machine album, uh, their self-titled album with the Burning Buddha, oh, yeah. Buddhist monk yep. on that album. That is one of the most uh, graphic album covers of all time. That is a great album. It's a great album. Mm. Probably yeah. one of the best. Yeah. They're an awesome band. So powerful. Unbelievable. Big political statements. Yeah. We t- you talk about music in film. If you at the end of the first Matrix film, Oh, yeah. And he hangs up the phone and Rage Against the Machine wake up plays. It's oh, like wow. as he puts down the phone, he goes, boom, do do do. You know, like. Yeah, right. Powerful stuff. Yeah. But Super great band. Powerful. Yeah. Yep. Four amazing albums. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned in a couple of um, podcasts ago, Jonesy, uh, The Clash, The London Calling, with uh, with him smashing the guitar. Great Classic. album cover. Yeah. Um, obviously, Beatles, Abbey Road, you know, the crosswalking. Uh, yeah. So that's oh, obviously an infamous yeah. album cover, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Um, you got Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, um, their Animals album as well. That's the one with Battersea Park Power oh, yeah. Station on it. That's a pretty iconic album cover. Uh, what else we got? Um, oh, Iron Maiden. I think we talked about them. Uh, Eddie. Eddie. Eddie, Iron the uh, the head, whatever they call him, the skeleton. Yeah. There's Scare the, the shit out of me, that thing. Yeah. <laughs> the Trooper album where he's got his – he's like a um, like a, a US soldier carrying a, a flag and he's like – or bones and whatever, yeah, and then there's yeah. the album um, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son or something. Uh, that's where he's half half torso, yeah. and he's holding holding some things. As a young bloke, I could never, I couldn't listen to Iron Maiden because, well, because they were pretty big when I was sort of single figure age. Yeah, so under ten, yeah. that scared me. Yeah, like oh yeah. no, that's got to be bad music. I can't. But now it's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, got, I've um, got over the fear of that. Yeah, <laughs> for, of Eddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing how your cha- your tastes of music change over time as well. I, I guess over the last few years, I've um, become more inclined for heavy metal, uh, which oh, yeah. I never was. Mm. Um, I got into blues as well. I really love blues. Um, yeah. Muddy Waters. Uh, really dug his sound. 
Uh, and then even getting into a little bit of 1950s music as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, like late 50s when they were sort of... Yeah. Uh, well, just 50s in general. I've got a, pod, uh, a playlist on my, on my uh, Spotify. And I guess, you know, we talk about music changing and albums going and cassettes going and CDs going. And now we stream all our music. But I love my Spotify. I've got yeah. all of my music yeah. in one app. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty handy. It's cool, eh? Yeah. Well, it gives you suggestions as well. So sometimes oh. it'll pop up a song that you hadn't thought of, you'd just completely lost touch with. Yeah. And it'll pop it up. You're like, oh, man, I remember that. Yep. You play it, just rock out to it. I do like sitting down with some vinyl. It's like a little quiet space, a couple of chairs, vinyl there, mm. sit down. Expensive these here, days to buy vinyl. Crackle. Oh, man. Yeah. Super expensive. It's, um, I thought I read somewhere that vinyl sales outstripped CD sales for the first time since. Wow. Really? The early 80s or whenever CDs yeah. come out. Yeah. Because yep. anyone that's old remembers vinyl and buys it. Yep. Whereas all the young kids are now on Spotify. And they, yeah. And well, so that's how they're getting their music. Music on vinyl is pretty cool, like the crackle yeah. the sound. Yeah. I remember you'd be at like a, a 90s uh, thing and the DJ would be like spinning the decks and you could hear it like jump every now and then yeah. and shit like that. Like yeah. Just classic, Scare like just rash. real... Yeah, yeah, scratching and all that sort of stuff, like yeah. just real iconic epic music yeah. with blemishes, which makes it better. Yeah. yeah. So I wonder how like, people that listen to the album like that with the little scratches and the blemishes on it now listen to so, – say we're talking about a, a person who was, you know, in their 20s and the 50s and li- listened to the 50s rock and roll yep. and had the vinyl with the scratches and stuff. Now they listen to it on Spotify with it all being remastered. remastered. Yeah. I yeah. wonder whether they really sort of like – appreciate the new sound or, or mm. don't, you know, or, or prefer the old sound. be interesting yeah. to know. I think depending on the song, sometimes it yeah. enhances it to have that sort of rawness to it. Yeah. I reckon sometimes if it's real crisp, it's nice as well. Yeah. That having having the mono and stereo sound coming through different speakers and headphones is yep. is quite cool. Yeah. Even the technology of vinyl, you think about it, there's, there's music pressed into it. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't yeah. it? Just and that little needle, needle dragging across the vinyl. Makes it play yeah. and you can amplify it. Insane. What? Yeah. How does that happen? And yeah. that's been, yep. you know, there's been vinyl since Oh yeah, early that's days. That's been those yeah. old school ones where you used to wind them up those and there was that big sort of golden horn thing on the side of the gramophone. Yeah. You used yeah, to yeah. amplify the sound yeah. out. Like it's obviously just travels up that little needle, the vibration of the music. Yeah. just Yeah. yeah. That's a great question, Sanjay. Yeah. But I guess you could apply the same question to a disc. Oh, yeah. How does yeah. a laser pick up? These sounds and tones and voices on a on a mm. shiny bit of disc, yeah. a bit yeah. of plastic. Yeah, yeah. Yep. it's interesting. It's really interesting. Yeah, I, I it f- is. Yeah, I find it. Cassette tapes are cool as well. They were cool. Making up mixtapes back in the day, and yeah, that thing like re- rewinding the yeah, thing back with, with the pen you. inside the little oh, thing. Oh yeah, about, well, like line, that. lining yep. up two so you could record. Oh one yes, and, you know, waiting yeah. for it yeah. to play on the radio and even like having a ghetto blaster. Yeah, that was the definition of cool back in yeah. the eighties. Oh, definitely not. I didn't have one of them. I had one, but I wasn't cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we um, just recently went up to Exmouth uh, with the family. We drove, so we got a thirteen-hour drive, mm. uh, and I thought. I'm going to grab a handful of CDs yes. that I, I believe are like a, a storybook listen. So I reckon back in the day you'd buy a CD and a CD or an album had its own character. So I reckon songs were laid in in a, a in absolute plan yeah, no for doubt. the listener yeah. to sort of go yeah. through a journey. It's, um, art. it's art, like you were saying before. Yeah. You, you know, Which the I cover, think the 
the way they lay out the songs, so yeah. they all flow in. I mean, that's why you have it. producers of CDs. So they produce the album to yeah. be the most um, fluid way of listening to it yeah. and the most enjoyable way. Anyway, I thought I'll, I'll get some CDs and I'll, I'll have them in the car for the kids to listen to and we'll, we'll, we'll share the experience of listening to a full album because mm. I don't reckon kids do that much these days. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of singles. They release one song. Yeah. You get the single. It's yeah. catchy, cool. Yeah, but it doesn't have that. You might not get around to listening to the album when it comes out. There might not uh, even be an album. Is, it might is that just be our, an EP. Is that our, not to derail you here? But is that our attention span? Yeah, you potentially. Know, we've got one Those song days, yeah. and we want it to be the greatest, and then another one that's very good on top of that. You know, yeah. they're not mm. not saying that albums had filler songs in them. Oh, they definitely did. Yeah, don't you reckon? Yeah, but but that made kind of it part of the whole experience. Oh yeah, sometimes yeah. you find yeah. some gold. One of the ones that never got released as a single or anything like that. Yeah, but yeah. Awesome I remember track. that was what you used to do. You'd wait for it to come out. You know, oh, is it going to come out? It, its release date is this date. You know, okay, I'm going to go down to whatever it was, Sanity Music. <laughs> yeah, Sanity. Yeah. Buy a CD. You'd come home or you and you'd open it up and you'd sit down for an hour, two, three. And just listen to it and read the lyrics yep. and work out what they were saying. Yeah. But now you're getting one song. Yeah. Mm. Not listening to the album. Sorry, Dave. Carey. No, that's all right. You've yeah. just you've just thrown me actually back to my childhood. We down at uh, Forestfield Forum. We used to have a, a music store, and the dude that owned it. I wish I could go back now and talk with him as an adult and and know his his music experience because he loved his music and he was just a dude. He owned the, the shop. Um, and I guess he just must have been frustrated with people like me coming in. <laughs> like, I'd come up and you know, I'm spending 30 bucks on a CD and I'm, yeah. you know, 15, 16 years of age, 30 bucks is a lot of money. Um, and I'd say, oh, is this any good? <laughs> and he'd be like, well, you know, depends if you like grunge or depends if you like rock and roll, depends if you like this, you know, there's no, is this any good? Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it depends it's on. Yeah. Hey? Well, it, Back then, it was buy it and find out. That's right. Remember yeah. back yeah. in the day, if you went to most music stores, they'd let you play a bit of it, you like could, over yeah, the speaker in the yeah. store. Yeah, you'd go up and you could g it up and you could listen yeah. to a bit of it. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty yeah. good. Look, yeah. we'll try it before you buy because yeah. we couldn't yeah. do the little Spotify thing now, where you have a listen and yeah, yeah, you know, have a little yeah. sample. And now, um, I mean, that Spotify series on Netflix was pretty good. How they invented Spotify oh, and I've how the, that, yeah. the big war between Spotify streaming service uh, against record sales for artists and stuff like that. There's a massive big conflict and yep. obviously over time Spotify and streaming services won. Yeah. Um, there was a big thing with royalties, wasn't there? And there the was. Artists getting their fair yeah. share of money. And I'm not sure what royalties now artists get through Spotify and I, I, mm. I, I dare say it's fuck all. You think it would be similar to like a play on a radio station or something like that? Like yeah. Radio stations used to pay artists uh, back in the day a certain amount every time they played a track maybe. You'd think so. Like that. Every yeah. time we get streamed or. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you think it'd be good for the artists though, because people stream a lot on Spotify. Like I spend half my life on Spotify, either listening to tunes or. I think if you're popular, it is. I, yeah. I thought it was maybe at five cents a play or something. Was it? And you had to have, I don't know. I feel I like if you were a nobody it. artist as well though, and you didn't sort of like put out a lot of um, stuff, like release it properly, it's a way that you can get accessed, like a little bit more inexpensively. Like you're not yeah. necessarily having to release, you know. X amount of albums, which costs a lot of money to get them pressed or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So going back to that story on our trip Sorry. to Xmouth, some of the albums that I thought 
um, my, my kids might like as a, as a story to listen to were Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction, Pearl Jam 10, In Excess Kick, uh, Jimmy Barnes' Working Class Man, great album, um, Linkin Park, Hybrid Theory, oh, yeah. uh, I grabbed uh, Powderfinger, Odyssey Number no. 5. That was a good album. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Great yeah. album, yeah. Un- yep. You 2 Joshua Tree, Nirvana Nevermind. I even grabbed Sonic Temple from The Cult. And I'll grab Californication from Red Light Chili Peppers. I love that album. Yeah, that was a goodie. Yeah, yeah uh, and also Soundgarden, Super Unknown. I just thought yeah. those albums there all have um, a great flow to them. And the thing was, uh, no, no Prodigy, mate. You were a big Prodigy fan back in the day, weren't you? Oh yeah, you definitely. But uh, I just, are... I just thought um, on, on a drive uh, with the kids, they might not really get into. Yeah, you know. yeah. Oh, fair call. But as it worked out, the kids sat in the back with their iPads. And their headphones on and just watch movies for the whole trip. <laughs> Dave was just rocking out up front. And, and my wife just, she put her uh, some, um, uh, a podcast on oh. that she was listening to. So I was just <laughs> listening to these albums all on my own. She was probably listening to Modern Ancestral Man. So. Yeah, 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 that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But these, it was just so cool just going back to oh, listening to these yeah. albums and the flow of them and just, oh man, it's just, it's so enjoyable listening to an album. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can do that on a big drive to Exmouth, can't you? Yeah, well, my car's still got the old uh, CD yeah. drive in it, so yeah. I was able to open up the cover, put the CD in. Um, the covers were a bit of a pain in the ass, to be honest. I didn't yeah. know where to put them. My car was packed with yeah. gear, and I've got to carry around you know, 15 CD covers. Well, that is the convenience that we've got with Spotify yeah. these days, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Remember back, back in the day, we'd have a CD wallet in the car. Yeah, so and it used to go on your, 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 your sun visor. Yeah. I had the most epic collection of CDs <laughs> in this wallet, and my car got broken into, oh, and they stole no. nothing except my CD wallet. Oh. It would have had, I don't know, over a hundred oh, no. albums in there. So then, sadly, I've, I think I've still got them. I've got all these covers, covers, with no discs in them. <laughs> well, it broke my heart. It yeah. honestly broke my heart. I had yeah. such a good collection of music because I was that kid that used to go down to Sanity or whatever yeah. central station in Melbourne or That's different places and buy mate. all the music, and all different genres like grunge and like dance and yeah. You know, all sorts of different stuff and just gone. Yeah. Yeah, and stuff I don't think you'd find it anymore if you tried to rebuy the discs. Obviously, had the iconic ones, but yeah, yeah, some of the lesser-known ones just oh, it was well, a tragedy. It is, it is interesting how much you can get on Spotify. Oh, like, there's a couple of, so um, much, yeah. Even local Perth bands that I used to follow back in the day that, yeah. you know, I remember going to the White Sands down here, you know, in a little punk circle, running around, you know, with 10 other people. You know, they, they've uploaded their gear onto Spotify and you can yeah, find it. You know, yeah, they would have had 100 people that followed them in, you know, <laughs> 1996, you know. So, yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's funny you say that, mate, because there's one song that I, I really loved in the 90s um, and it's called um, Inside and it's from a band, um, gosh, Inside, Australian band. Uh, this is good radio. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll come back to you. I just I, I find um, I find everyone's music taste interesting. It's yeah. really hard to judge someone's music taste. I reckon. I, oh, I, I can pe- judge them, <laughs> and people do. Don't what's they? your you're favorite like, band? Oh, yeah. Backstreet Boys. Get the uh, fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the one I was going to say. I think I think mine was going to be N Sync. Oh, yeah. like, but New cool, kids on know, the block. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I I was never one of those people that you know. Even back then, you know, when it was cool, only to listen to grunge or heavy metal or punk rock. Yeah, whatever it was, cool. If if you wanna if you wanna listen to Backstreet Boys, knock yourself out. Yeah, yeah oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, 100%, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. not my scene. No. I'm not gonna judge you, but yeah, judge him a little bit. Yeah, a little. <laughs> but everyone, it's crazy that there's probably not 
it, it, I would say almost everyone in the world, maybe, maybe that's an exaggeration, but everyone in the world loves music. I reckon. You know, even if you don't have access to technology, you would have access to voice. You'd have access to banging. Some form of something. music, yeah. You, yep. Yeah. Yep. There's just, and there's just so many people, so many different, like everything in life, I guess. Everyone's got a different way about going about things and same with same with music. Everyone's got their own sort of tastes. And it's interesting to, to you know, what era you grew up in really influences you and I totally. guess your friends that yep. you're around and yep. the scene that you're in, you know. Yeah. Well, because it does take you back to sort of like the prime of your life in a way, I reckon. That's right, yeah. Music. So depending on when you grew up, what yeah. your influences were, yeah. you can definitely like music from a lot of different eras, but I feel like... You know, when you grew up and you're sort of like in your prime, yeah, is usually like what you defer to as your sort of yeah favorite period of time. Yeah, yeah. And I liked I liked that various different things had music that went along with it. Mm. You know, um, you know, surfing, bodyboarding, skateboarding had sort of yep. You know, fast punk music. It yep. was great. You know, um, yeah. Stiltskin, the band called Stiltskin had a song called Inside. I remember it's a yeah. sick song, hey. But on Spotify, you can only find it live. It doesn't have ah. the recorded version of it. And can, you really? us, can you give us a little bit? I, I'm not sure about. Uh, I know about Stilt Skin. Uh, maybe I know. Maybe I know it once it comes out. Let's go. I'm going to put you guys on the spot here. What was your favourite decade for music? If you had to, just one that beat all the others in your mind. 90s. And yeah. like you say, I mean, 2000s were pretty good too for me. Yeah, early 2000s in, were good, yeah. In yep. my yep. 20s, yep. that was pretty good. And that was when I could afford to go to watch music. And I went to a lot of festivals. Yeah. Went to see a lot of bands, a lot of local yep. Perth bands. Did they get a uh, big day outs over here in WA? Because I, yeah. I was in Victoria yeah, come back on, in the day. Mate. Oh, no. On, yeah. no, no. But that's funny you say that because you a lot have of big artists. In the 90s? No. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of big artists aren't coming to WA now. Nah. Yeah. Taylor Swift um, just oh, recently. Shame. Yeah. Paul McCartney's another one. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're just sort of going, nah, we're not coming. Yep. Paul McCartney was saying that he's not coming to Perth because he needs to bring 100 buses mm. with his stage show across the Nullarbor and it just costs too much. Like, holy when shit. When you're worth like 100, you know, billion, million but dollars. That was the you other thing, you right? Want. Eh, too hard. Yeah, but maybe maybe just to give your fans a little bit of something, you, you take a loss. Yeah. And I don't think Taylor Swift and Paul McCartney are short of money. Nah. And he's Paul McCartney's putting up a... AI hologram of oh, John yeah. Lennon, yeah, and the AI, it's a, it's a new song that he's released, but the AI is singing as John Lennon's voice mm, nah. with the hologram. That's not cool. Crazy. I don't like it. Nah. nah. Rooster, <sighs> mate, I'd I'd have to say only because it's in my formative teenage years yeah, where yeah. a lot of like, but isn't that great? That's yeah. girlfriend, yeah, girlfriend, boyfriend, like mates. Oh. Yep. Um, the eighties were my yep. were my teenage years. Yeah. Uh, the nineties would have to be a very, very close second. Yeah. Um, but the eighties 
I mean, I, I went to that's where I started going to bands, so uh, yep. concerts. So um, we went saw uh, Hoodoo Gurus uh, play at the Peninsula Hotel on some New Year's Eve. That's when I first kissed my wife. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hunters and collectors at at pubs. I uh, went and saw Jimmy Barnes at the Entertainment Centre in 88, 89. In Excess Kick, saw them at Entertainment Centre. Yep. Um, so you were sort of into rock more than metal. Yeah, but also loved the pop rock as well. Yeah. So I was, you know, big fan of... Um, Backstreet Boys probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah. But, you know, uh, classic 80s um, songs that that are, well, I don't know, um, you know, folklore. Like you got U2 back in the 80s. Um, you know, a lot of great... Love sort of like Bon Jovi was big in the eighties. I mean, people would also describe you two as an '90s band. Yeah, you know, depending yeah. on which part of yeah, them definitely. You got into, so, uh, two thousands, die straight. Oh, yeah. They've been around. Yeah, yeah, yeah die straight. But if you 80s, if you look yeah. at the you uh, two released a greatest hits album uh, early two thousands. Yeah, and it had the sweetest thing, which I think was a single they'd written at the time. That album had some cracking songs on it. Cracking, yeah. I got really into that album a couple yeah. of years ago and I just played the shit yeah. out of it for a couple well, of months. That's funny you say yeah. that, I know, mate. Cause I, was I know Greatest Hits, uh, you know, if ah. you put them in there as a favourite album, it's a bit much. Cause, well, I made, a, I made a list of best ofs best and of that was one of them. Albums. Like, the U, yeah, the U2 one. Was that the, it's called the Best of 1980, 1990? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like uh, gold, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, yeah. Bob Marley and the Whalers, that legend album, that's a classic best of. Mm. Jimi Hendrix, Ultimate Experience. How many albums did those guys have, those two? Bob Marley and yeah. the Whalers? Oh, heaps, man. Did they? Yeah. You go through their collection on, on Spotify, there's heaps of albums. But I, I wouldn't listen to them all. I, I just listen to the early. greatest hits. When did he Both died, die? Both died early. That's, uh, that's all. Died pretty young, it's didn't he? Well, um, Jimi Hendrix is one of the uh, the 27 Club. Yeah. So mm. Let's have a look at that. Was Marley in that? Nah, he was I think so. Jim Morrison, yeah, Amy Winehouse, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Kurt Cobain, Brian Jones. Which I, ne- I didn't know Brian Jones was the actual original singer of the Rolling Stones. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah, not that I'm before a um, fan. he had a fallout with the band um, over creative writing process, whatever, and and that's mm. when Mick Jagger took over the right. the lead singer role. Wow, mm. but they all are the twenty seven. There's more. There's other dudes, there but more, yeah. they're um they're the ones that you know. It's strange, hey? They, they die at 27. Mm. Oh, Bon Scott. When did he die? Was he 27? Nah, I think he was older than that. Wasn't yeah, he? yeah. He died in his own vomit, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, you live in a lifestyle if you're a rock star back then, aren't you? Like, yeah. yeah. It's not you know. Well, Jim Morrison died in a bath, didn't he? Didn't he drown in a bath in Paris? Went to his grave in Paris. No. Jim Morrison. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He was yeah. buried in Paris. Yep. Where he died. Mm. Michael Hutchins. Hell Michael Hutchins. I was just thinking about him. He would have been older. For yeah, sure. he was older. Yeah, yeah. He he had a, a what a great way to die that one. Eh? <laughs> I don't know if I want to die doing that. Nah, no. But you you but you're running you're running pretty close to <laughs> the, the, front of the it's a fine line. <laughs> if it floats your boat, I hey? mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, hanging off a doorknob with your your, your necktie. Um, Maybe uh, when you're just a rock star, you just need to do shit like that to get yeah. Uh, yeah, get, that get that dopamine. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but there's a thing about that, isn't there? Like um, orgasming while you're getting like asphyxiated, choked, or, yeah, like yeah. choked or um, short of breath. It's yeah, supposed like, to be a, a like bit of a said, high. We're not going to judge. Whatever you no, hey, look, I've gone right into it, but no. Yeah. Yeah, Amy Winehouse, that, all kinds. that doco about her, that was 
pretty sad. She was pretty well exploited by her boyfriend. Yeah. Um, Lots of ex- exploitation in uh, in music. Hey? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. You hear all the stories over the years of people that have been uh, exploited. Even, uh, not that I'm a huge fan, but Britney Spears. You yeah. Hear her story of like how much her dad and her family were controlling her. Yeah. Crazy. Well, they reckon she was a um, a victim of the MK Ultra um, oh, like yeah. experiments. Like oh. they see interviews of her like like twitching and like yeah. uh, being really like spaced out, not just like drug affected, but yeah, yeah. It looks like she's being con- manipulated somehow. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, then the latest one you got the Elvis movie. How how much was oh, that poor bastard geez. exploited? <sighs> Man, that was really sad. It's a sad story, eh? Yeah, sure is. Playing yeah. at that bloody casino for the last, you know, for his last. Year or two, whatever it was, it makes a uh, jailhouse rock song uh, seem quite appropriate because he was basically playing in a jail. Yeah, wasn't he? He was playing yep. in, in that casino to to mm. rid uh, the colonel's gambling yeah. debts. Yes, um, and he was just burning himself out. Yeah. You know, pumping him full of drugs to drugs. keep him up. Yeah, what a terrible story. I know. Michael seems- Jackson. Yeah, you know, obviously a controversial figure, but yeah, interesting uh, stuff around. All these uh, like substance abuse issues and yeah yeah well I was, yeah couldn't sleep he was the king of pop mm. and he married the daughter of the king of rock yeah Priscilla mm. yep ah uh, no um that would have been Lisa a Marie oh sorry yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. hey I saw that Michael Jackson a up for sure. when Tab and I were backpacking around Europe um we we ended up in Prague and uh, just in the uh, the hostel where we were staying had a little uh, leaflet of Michael Jackson concert oh yeah so we just said oh stuff it we weren't big Michael Jackson fans but I mean there's a great album bad. Bad and Thriller were awesome. I remember, yeah. was it 1980 or 1981 or whenever when Thriller came out? And that yep. video that, clip yep. was yeah, fucking was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and I remember going down to one of my cousin's that house in Rockingham well. and um, he had the LP of Thriller. Um, and then, yeah, then Bad came out and Bad was even great. You know, Bad, yeah. um, Dirty Diana, great album. Bad! Back. Anyway. How good were music videos? Shimon. Yeah, I feel like music videos aren't. I don't know. Are music videos as big anymore? Like, yeah, I don't back know. In the day they were huge. You'd watch Rage and you'd, so yeah, I, I remember think Rage. Still used yeah. a fair bit. You'd come oh, yeah. home. You'd come home on a big night out on a sad day, oh. and it'd be like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, and Rage yeah. be on, and you'd just be laying there, yep. passing out in the lounge. But Rage be yep. playing. You'd wake up at five in the morning, and it was still going. You're a party animal, hey. Yeah, but hey, back in Prague, <laughs> yeah. Michael Jackson concert, we went to it. It was pissing down rain, so we chucked on some garbage bags, uh, cut garbage bags, yeah, holes classic. in the back to um, to prevent ourselves from getting wet. Anyway, so had this massive big screen, and, each, and it was like this rocket, space rocket coming towards you. And so you're watching this screen, and it's like he's going to come out of the um, out of the screen, but then the, the stage, this spaceship comes up through the stage, like <laughs> explodes through it. Obviously, it was all pyrotechnic sort of shit. Yeah. And this spaceship, the nose of the spaceship comes out of the stage and then the door opens and then <laughs> he walks out, oh, yeah. grabbing his balls and doing his tiptoe dance. Uh, it was f- absolutely phenomenal. It was one yeah. of the best experiences I've ever seen. Real spectacle, eh? It was. Yeah. yeah. I saw Bon Jovi in concert here as well at the Entertainment Centre and that was really a pyrotechnics um, spin out. That was back in the uh, late 80s. Mm. And what he did, you know how the Entertainment Centre is like an auditorium, it sort of goes up, all the seats sort of go up to the higher level. He actually had a, um, a platform uh, suspended in the air around the top level. So we were up high. But he jumped on that platform and started walking around it. So he was uh, like, yeah, f- you know, from me to your way, 10 metres, yeah. belting out these songs nice. um, with his guitar and he's right in front of us. So what a great way to engage all those people at the top levels that yeah. would generally sort of feel a little bit out of it yep. from the, the centre stage. Yep. 
It was unreal. Never forget that. Some of those concerts that they they do are pretty mm. cool. Yeah, the the entertainment center was was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. went in '98, saw Pearl Jam. Yeah, I was there. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Man, to, that, yeah, Pearl Jam. That mosh pit was phenomenal. I was I was off my feet at one point, just getting carried by the crowd. Really, it was fucking <laughs> intense. You know, um, they were um, back in the day. Mosh pits were quite good. Yeah, '98 entertainment people, center. I just made a note of it. Yeah, people were. You know, you'd fall over. People would pick you up. Yeah, yeah. You know? I haven't been in a mosh pit for a while. Kind of dangerous, but kind of not. Like, yeah, you, you know, like knew some someone rules, was going to look out, look out for you. Yeah, but a little, it, but, a little bit. You know, yeah. they Pearl Jam had a few. You know, that the eight people died in Roskilde in um, one of their festivals. You know, got a bit out of hand. Yeah, you know, people are, people have died. It's a bit full on. There's been a few know? bands that have had people die. Uh, I know yeah. uh, Limp Limp Biscuit had some a girl get crushed to death at a. At a band, a concert. Um, yeah. Have you guys seen the footage Woodstock. of Limp Biscuit at that Woodstock 2000? Crazy. Yeah. They just fucking like lit it up and went yeah. off. Yeah. And then, yeah, everything started catching on fire. That, and that doco was <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. That was Crazy. Great, that was a great yeah. doco. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I Imagine being there. I would have loved to have gone. Like, it sounds like it was dodgy water and garbage everywhere. And yeah. obviously, they descended into chaos. But on a man. On an old military air base. A, but. Stinking hot! It still looked killer. Like, yeah, it still looked real. Just the lineup. Yeah. Oh yeah. Far out. But but in that doco, like they were they were into Limp Biscuit, yeah. and they said Limp Biscuit riled the crowd up. They got everyone going. Yeah. And like I don't really, I didn't really like Limp Biscuit. I thought Fred Durst was a bit of a tosser. Yeah, I never got into him too but, much. You know, he's doing out. He's going out there doing what he's been paid to do. Yeah. Right. And if you're going to get, um, I mean, Corn, I think with the night before. Corn rocked out. Did you see that crowd? That was like amazing. Just rhythmically, like, like hundreds of thousands uh, yeah. of people, just like a living organism. Yep. Moving Imagine being together. that guy on the stage yeah. and everyone's just rocking out like, fuck yeah. man, that's just. Then they had Bush play after them. Oh. Yeah. Which was probably lucky. Yeah. He brought it down. But then yeah. the next night, so I don't know if you, if you real, if you recognize in the doco, Limp Bizkit are playing in its sunlight. So they're, they're yeah, playing during okay. the day, right? So yeah. they're not even headliners. And they're like, Limp Biscuit, they got, they riled the crowd up. Yeah. After that came on Metallica yeah. and Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. And Rage Against the Machine burnt an American flag. Yeah. And they were putting all all the heat on Fred Durst. Yeah. And I was like, there's still two, three hours of music after that. It's because I think that's when they started attacking that centre filming uh, platform bit, wasn't it? Yeah. During uh, like Limp Biscuit. Yeah. But there's still two oh, bands. Oh, no, 100%. Two, yeah. Two yeah. pretty heavy. Well, they finished off with um, Red Hot Chili Peppers, didn't they? Flea came out. I think that was the next night. Oh, right. So okay. Jewel, remember Jewel yeah. played and yeah. she was a bit scared and then she yeah. came out and played and disappeared and then yeah. they came out and played in the nude, like yeah. completely nude. Yeah. But wasn't it also... Um, by then it was almost done. Like yeah. That Saturday night was... Well, that was the last, I think they were the last act or something. The music definitely fueled it in a yeah, way. Yeah. But I think by that time, um, punters had got a little bit fucked off with the whole organisation yes. thing of it. Yeah. Yeah. They'd paid a yes. lot of money 
And then they got in there. It was stinking fucking hot. Yep. They're no on water. a they're on a tarmac, yeah. an airport yeah. tarmac. Yeah. Oh, that's what I mean. Like putting it on limp biscuit was a bit rough. Yeah, yeah. And they're paying like they were charging like ten dollars for a water bottle. And this shit like that in the year two thousand when a, a bottle of water I think cost seventy cents. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they were slugging people. And the toilets. This is the state of the. The sanitation oh, was ordinary. Yeah, no garbage. The sec- sliding through it. The security oh. was pretty ordinary. There were girls getting raped in in vans yeah. and shit. Yeah. You that know, so I think horrendous. by that time, Fat Boy Slim, Fat Boy Slim had ah, to uh, get right. taken off stage. Yes, They're rolling through a van, They're rolling through Holy a van into the shit. crowd. Yeah, that guy just off his nut driving. It's fucking Lord of the Flies stuff. Like Full on people. Yeah. Were, I think yeah. there's footage of someone saying that. This is Lord of the Flies, oh, man. Really? Like, <laughs> going off his head. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's where I got it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's crazy. Yeah, and because the, they, you know, the, the security were just dudes they got that couldn't get into the concert. Yeah. just wanted to see the concert. Yeah. So they're wearing these. I can't remember what they were called. They had red, y- uh, yellow, yellow shirts, shirts or, something. or something, and they had something on them, like happiness seeker or yeah, something ridiculous. Yeah. And they're not going to stop anyone. Happiness like, patrol whatever. or some bullshit. Yeah, yeah. 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 but yeah. I think the whole stark contrast um, sort of highlighted in that that doco was the sixties, um, which stock was about love and peace and, yeah, and harmony, was, and this one was about you know, violence yeah. and you know, rape. Yeah. Um, I yeah. feel like we saw the end of um, like music is fully monetized now. It's a full on, you know, pencil sharpening business. I feel like the last of it when we saw sort of like honest musicians was almost in the nineties, like the grunge yeah. scene. I remember yeah. seeing a um, interview with Kurt Cobain, and he was disgusted because they were charging something like thirty bucks to go and see Nirvana, like yeah. when they were pretty big. Yeah. Well, Pearl Jam had the same thing with Ticketmaster. Yeah, and they were absolutely like shouldn't be. Costing this much, it should yep. be like a reasonably affordable thing that the average person, because like grunge was all about, you know, come as you are, sort of like not necessarily having a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just got fully monetized. But I feel like, especially after the nineties, when that crew had sort of been like exploited, I guess, by the end of it by some of the big corporations, that was kind of it. But the sixties obviously was next level. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that reminds me, Smitty. Uh, one of the questions that I asked the kids was about um, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, and I'd say this is probably going back to the eighties. Um, because uh, back then they refused to sell one of their albums a dollar more than the usual price of $8.98 yeah. <laughs> to ensure that their fans didn't have to pay any more, that their fans yeah. could afford their music. Yeah. Yep. So how cool is that? Awesome. Because you know? there, been, meant, there yeah. was lots of exploitation, like you're saying. Tons. A lot of them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and even some of those big bands would have got exploited by their record companies. Oh, oh yeah. Yep. Some of the stuff that happened to Bruce Springsteen in his early days, I read his book, Yeah, that was just... The guys making tons, sorry, earning the record company tons of money, yeah. and he's getting nothing for it. Yeah, right. And in the end, he kind of got pretty savvy and went out on his own and did his own thing, but got paid appropriately. But I, I think you, you know, that the song "Born to Run," he got nothing for. <laughs> you know, it was massive. Really? Yeah. yeah. Dancing he's, in the dark, he got nothing. You know, he's making all these. Well, that sort of reminds me of the story of Queen, the Bohemian Rhapsody, um, how they came to their manager uh, with that song. Mm. And he just gone, fuck it, it's too long. Cut it down. Yep. Otherwise, we're not we're not rolling with it. Yep. And they said, no, we can't cut it down. This is this is how it goes. Yes. And he wouldn't wouldn't produce it or whatever. Yep. Didn't give it the green light, and they went to someone else, and it became an absolute. Well, it's yep. still a hit. You know. Oh yeah. Imagine that guy. Wouldn't yep. he be kicking himself? 100%. The amount of money that he missed out on. Yeah. I think the production they put into that was amazing. Like they even recorded different parts of it in different studios to get a different sound because you know how oh, it's wow. sort of like jumped in and out with different bits. Yep, yep. Um, 
yeah, I think they put a lot into that. Yeah. I think the recording of it was like really arduous, but yeah. it paid off. Like what a absolute just classic. Yeah. And, and we go back to soundtracks, um, Wayne's World. Oh, yeah. You remember they were singing that song in the <laughs> car? In the car. Yeah. And then um, – Remember when they just rock out to it when yeah. they're driving it? Yeah, it just brings a smile to your face seeing yeah. that scene. And then yeah. also um, when Garth does that foxy lady, the Jimi Hendrix foxy <laughs> oh, lady, yeah. and he, he's got his foxy <laughs> ears on and he does that little kooky dance. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah soundtracks. Well, I think we mentioned last couple of podcasts ago, Lost Boys. That's a good soundtrack. Mm, um, good movie too. Uh, the Beach. The Beach is a good soundtrack with um, Leonardo DiCaprio, that movie. It's got a bit of Moby in it. Uh, oh, yeah. It's got some good uh, 90s. I tell, you, I tell you one good, um, a couple of good soundtracks from the 90s is um, Natural Born Killers. Oh, yeah. You know that movie? That's got some sick uh, yep. grunge tunes in it. Yep. And also Romeo and Juliet, another Leonardo, yes. Dica- Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. movie. That's got yep. some really good when songs. When Doves Cry. Yep. Yeah. 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 Actually, when yep. Doves Cry, let me just go back to my question um, about Prince. He, um, there's a good little fact here. Uh, here we go. What, which artist in 1987 had on the same day the number one movie in the charts, the soundtrack to that movie at number one in the album charts, and the single When Doves Cry at number one in the singles charts? Oh, that's Prince. How cool is that? Yeah. So he's got the number one movie, number one soundtrack in the album charts, and the number one single. Wow. What was the movie? In 1987. Oh, uh, Purple Rain. Old Formerly. Uh, mm, formerly known as, Yeah. Which American rock band interviewed Slash for their guitarist position, but he didn't get the gig, so he joined Guns N' Roses? Poison. Really? Yeah. Not cool enough. No. We no. couldn't see his eyes. Yeah. He had a hat on. Yeah. You had some pretty complicated questions for your kids, mate. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. Which American uh, punk rock band formed in the 80s and with their loud, quiet music structure influenced many of the 90s grunge bands like Nirvana and Pearl Jam? They're also named after mischievous little elves. <laughs> pixies. Oh, so the apparently pixies. they were sort of like big influences. Where's my of, mind? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Classic. See, that's, an, that's another one that because that, that's in um, Fight yes. Club. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, he's looking out over. Yeah. You know, he's created that face of fire in the building across. That's another one. Because I've got I've got top fives of everything, top five albums, top five. Oh, I've yeah. got top five songs in movies. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that that would be my top yeah, five right. songs in movies. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah. you know that Pixies is a great that's a great song. It's got that mm. haunting. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's good. Yeah. Uh, my daughter likes that song. She yeah. uh, really really dug that song when she was yeah. like ten. Yeah. 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 That still resonates with young people. Tell you what, Train Spotting had Frank a pretty good one. Oh, uh, yeah. Slippy. I reckon that's an iconic yes. 90s. That was you, in there. You play that. Dun, 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 dun. Everyone yeah. like, sits yeah. up and like, oh, fuck, I remember that. I remember yeah. when that came out. Even that um, sort of like he, 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 he says it, speaks it out, this song, um, Live Life or something. Choose Life. Choose Life. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty that cool. Yeah. 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 Awesome movie, though. Get your plasma TV and yeah. all that sort of <laughs> shit. Yeah. 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 Good ones. Speaking of um, TVs, um, Money for Nothing. Yeah. How that song come about when um, the lead singer Die Straits was, uh, was in a Mark um, Knopfler. Mark Knopfler, yeah. He was um, in that uh, TV shop and he was talking to the salesman and the salesman was watching, had MTV on the, on oh, the yeah. TVs yeah. and he said, 
uh, you know, look at these guys, money for nothing, isn't it? You know, it's getting their chicks for free. He's talking about the rock stars on MTV yeah. and Mark oh, Knopfler yeah. sitting there making notes and that's how money for nothing. Yeah. Because um, that was in that um, uh, clip, wasn't it? Like the TVs. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that's where inspiration from that song come yeah. about. Yeah. Sick. So, Jonesy, you mentioned your top five albums. Oh, fuck. You put me on the spot. Yeah. Well, I just thought about that as well. Um, before we do, I guess. Are you Did we get Smitty's best decade? We, oh, I think mate, we already know. The 90s. 90s. Like I sat down last night and I jotted down some sick 90s bands. I've got a whole page here. And Go on, rattle them off. Rattle them off. Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Blur, Prodigy, Radiohead, Chemical Brothers, Oasis, oh, Red Chemical Hot Chili Peppers, Oasis. Underworld, Ultrasonic, Corn, Cranberries, Blink-182, Rage, Mazzy Star, Green Day, Cypress Hill, Silverchair, Smashing Pumpkins, Pulp, Pixies, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, Aerosmith, Iron Maiden, The Cure, Snoop Dogg, Public Enemy, um, NWA, Tupac, The Verve, U2, Live, Offspring, Beastie Boys, Fatboy Slim, No Doubt, Eminem, The Cardigans, Supergrass, Nada Surf, Run DMC. You can go on forever. Yeah. It's an awesome list, man. Awesome list. And that's missing so many. Yeah. Trees. You know, yeah. Yeah. Nevin Say Soundgarden. You know, so many. Yeah. Just Stone Dibble Yeah. Just epic. Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah, good list there, man. Unbeatable. The 90s was a... A great decade because it gave you a bit of variety, didn't it? It gave you a real variety of, yeah. you know, a bit of remnant pop music. Yep. You had grunge. Yep. You had the new age sort of techno sort of coming yeah. in. Yeah, had, yep. had a bit of an evolution in that decade. Massively. Mm. Like the introduction of like sampling and techno and stuff like that was just a game changer and like yep. a whole different style of music that we'd never seen. Yeah. And like even around 1990, some absolutely killer tracks coming out. Do you guys remember Age of Love? Who by? Sing it. Age of Love by Age of Love. It's an electronic oh. song. <laughs> no, I don't. I'll give you a little snippet. Yeah. I thought it was actually later. I thought it was mid-90s, but it actually came out in 1990. Um, just an absolutely epic um, yeah, right. dance track. Let's see so that's the other thing. We, that's the same with you know, know some you things that got, got released. We probably didn't hear about them over here for eight, six months or a year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was released in 93. No, no, that was 91. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it's so immediate now. It gets released. You can grab it. Here we go. Oh, it's going to be a while until it kicks, so we can just chat. Yeah, just okay. A little bit, but Is there a drop on it? I love a song with a drop. You know how... A little bit. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a slow build because yep. it's a classic like 90s techno song, so they yep. all went for like six minutes, nine minutes. Yeah. It's got a bit of a progression, but... Um, yeah. Just grab a deck. Because when you're pinging on ease, go, yeah. six minutes only sounds, means, seems like two. People are still rocking out to this <laughs> like 10 years later. Yeah. I reckon this is still a classic now. Yeah. Um, yeah, just so good. Yeah. I was really surprised when I saw it came out in 1990. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but right, 1990. Some, yeah. I mean, the Prodigy yeah. Experience, their first album, yeah. came out. What an awesome yeah. um, album. Like, the Prodigy were next level. Like, they yeah. just stuck around. Yeah. You know, Fathered Land was obviously their best or their most successful album. But um, do you guys remember this or want to be more? No. No. Anyway. No, I don't remember that, mate. I think I was probably too consumed in the consumed into the grunge thing to care about yeah. any techno mm, at that yeah. at that stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember a girl trying to teach me about techno. I was, no, sorry, mm. and that fell apart. So there you go. It's probably my fault. <laughs> teach you <laughs> about techno. Probably could have got more babes. <laughs> how, do you, how do you get taught? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just the mixing of songs and yeah, the, you know, the interaction. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, needed I mean, that was, an, that was an art form, some of those epic DJs that could yeah. just absolutely That's go. That's what I mean, like seamlessly put nut. two tracks 
over the top yeah. of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear this one coming in? Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> yeah. Kind of cocks and stuff like that. Just yeah. absolutely like rocking out. You know, raves. Some of the raves over in Europe getting like 100,000 people, just full city blocks. Just, yeah. man. Like I'm in a Pearl Jam video. Oh, yeah. Live at the garden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we, um, Live at the Garden was like a live release from Madison Square Garden, but there's a there's a few tracks at the end, and one of them, uh, he plays in Perth, and Mark Seymour from Hunters and Collectors comes out, plays a song, and we're in the front row. So there's a couple of songs. There's one called Crazy Mary. I don't know if you know that song. Take a bottle, pass it down. It's a cover. It's a it's an old fifties song that they do. So in this concert. Eddie's up there because he has red wine all the time. So he's drinking this red yeah. wine and he's take a bottle, pass it down. He passes it down to the crowd and it's me in the crowd. So I get this hey, bottle. Shit. Yeah. Pass it around hey. the front row. Pass it to the dude behind me. My mates are behind me. So where was this filmed? In Perth. Oh, in Perth. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and they use that footage? Use that footage, yeah. Wow. Uh, no, they use the footage of Mark Seymour. Yeah. But that, that was the same concert we went to. So he passes gotcha. his bottle. Right. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Cool, huh? Almost yeah. famous. Anyway, yeah. Oh, you, you wouldn't be able to tell it was me or my mates. It's yeah, just yeah. my head, but yeah. anyway. Good times. Got in the front row, so that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Get the, if you're in the fan club, you get <laughs> tickets. <laughs> you're a real fanboy, were you? <laughs> oh, you just – well, I remember lining up for those tickets at the Entertainment Centre in 98 at um, yep. Ch- Challenge Stadium in mm. Claremont. We yep. stayed overnight. Yeah. Slept on the concrete. Yep. It was cool. That's, like, what, that's what you did back whole in the day. Group, yeah, it was yep. a whole group. Yep. You know, everyone kind of had a few beers. And yeah. Yeah. Yep. Did you ever get stuff. into uh, Blink-182 later on, or were they too soft? No, no, they were. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like Blink-182. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I thought they were good, yeah. They're in my top five. Yeah, they're touring, eh? I think they're touring in 2024. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, oh, you're going? Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, oh, yeah. got some yeah, tickets. Cool. Yeah. Very that's nice. actually one of the most iconic albums, I reckon, too, is that the nurse with the blue glove yep. um, on the, I think yep. it's a self-titled album. She's a porn star, you know that, right? Really? Janine. Look her up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Just right. do a bit of research, mate. Yeah. I only, I only usually do a couple of minutes of research if I'm looking <laughs> at that, but. Yeah. Yeah, Blink-182 will be good. Yeah. Coming. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I was about for sort of 15, 16. That was, that was the first concert I went to. I mean, they had some longevity, hey? Like, they started. Yeah. Sort of early 90s, I think, yeah. and went right through till like, oh, Five or something, then they had like oh, a hiatus. They still got, uh, and then they've you know re had a couple that are good. More. I think they had a few years off. The, yeah, so they had a guy from the Alkaline Trio join them, yep. and he played on their last two albums. And now Tom DeLong's back, but the previous two were great. Mm. I thought you know they were released in 2019 and maybe a bit before, but yeah, they're, they're they were cracking even early on. I love them because they were just. Three dudes talking, singing about dicks and yeah, you know, chicks. Like at chicks and Money. you know going to parties yep. and skateboarding and yep. you know you at Taking that time piss. that's what we were doing yeah 100%. fourteen fifteen yeah nothing too serious it, yeah catching the bus to go to metros to watch them yeah you know they played with Grinspoon and Unwritten Law and another couple of great punk bands you know it's a lineup of five bands mm. yeah I remember getting on the bus we'd had a few drinks. I think we don't think we're old enough, but had a few drinks. My mate stood on the stoop of the bus as you go in, turned around and threw up. 
and it was all emu export. I reckon. <laughs> 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 nice. His mouth got on the bus, and we went and saw Blink One Eight Two. Boom! Classic. So yeah. he did it. Yeah, no, good, good band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you what, another good band, and you mentioned them earlier, mate. At the um, that uh, festival was Bush. Uh, I've just been yeah. listening to yeah. a lot of their latest album releases, and they are still pumping out some awesome music, man. Yeah, and you know, yeah, we, in the present day. Yeah, wow. Yeah, jump on Spotify. They've got a. Right. Um, they've released an album uh, this year, or might have even been the end of last year, and then another one during COVID, I think. Um, right. They are cracking albums. Yeah. He, he's, his voice is, has just got better, I reckon, yeah. um, the lead singer guy. And, yep. you know, we all like Gwen a bit Stefani of Bush. helped him, um, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But great album. And they're, they're, some of their music is, uh, is it, latest music is really, really good. Yeah. I mean, they're a band from the 90s. Yeah. Mm. And when they came out with uh, Yellow and Swallowed. I think Yellow was Coldplay, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Was Yellow it? was definitely yeah. Coldplay, yeah. Yeah, Coldplay was a big band. They were. Yep. They they really I got sick of them pretty quick though that that first album they came out with that was cracker that yeah. was good they the well they've been so the the WA state government paid Coldplay to come here they're playing two shows eighty thousand people yeah, right. at uh Optus Stadium what coming up yeah no and the state government paid them to come here well yeah, yeah Do you right. remember the great comedian Bill Hicks from back in the day he was a nineties man Bill Hicks. Mm. Anyway, he made he made a joke about uh, government approved rock, and that's exactly oh. what Coldplay are. Yeah, <laughs> right. Wuss rock. Yeah, government approved. Yeah, right. Come in, bring the money in. Yeah, because you yeah. won't see the government funding uh, UFC fights to come over here, will you? No, no. no. The government aren't funding Blink One Eight Two to come. Nah, no. you know what I mean. Or Foo Fighters. I saw the Foo Fighters back in 2018. Uh, it was a great show. I loved it. But I refused. Um, I've banned them. I've actually stopped following them on Spotify. Oh yeah, yeah. They were the first band to come out with a um, discriminatory concert. You know, um, that's Dave Grohl. You just heard that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Rooster. But it's it's not, it's not a conspiracy. They came out saying that their concert uh, when the COVID vaccines came out was only for vaccinated people only. Wow, that's not really in the spirit of. Uh, that's not rock and roll. Nah, that's like the opposite of that. It, it is. Was, yeah. There was a lot during that time. There was a lot of stuff that I thought the same. I was like, yeah. usually it's that these the rock bands that are standing well, up. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly, mate. Where uh, were rock and roll bands uh, protesting thing about Rage Against the Machine? Wasn't it? Wasn't yeah. that the, the false? Yeah, there was a thing um, going around rumor that uh, yeah. they had done a similar thing. When Fuck you! I won't do what yeah, you tell yeah, me. Yeah. But you've got to wear but masks gotta, at my but concert. You've got to do what we tell you. Yeah, you know, really. Which was false in the end because. Rage hadn't played a show since 2013 or something ridiculous. Oh, so that was a, a lie, was it? That, that was wasn't true. Yeah, right. Mm. The was Foo Fighters one definitely was. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, and I'm, I'm not. I've just banned them off my. I love their music. Love them. Have always loved the, the Foo's. Mm. But that's oh. shit. I'm, I'm off. And I'd love to go there to this concert with my daughter because she's she wants to go. Yeah, but I'm just. I'm I've seen them a couple of times. Mm. I saw them get. I saw them leave the Belvoir Amphitheatre because they hit their curfew and they weren't allowed to play any longer. Yeah, I remember you telling me the story. They played with wow. the Meanies. The Meanies are an Australian band. They played for longer than the Foo Fighters. And I remember thinking, that's not rock and roll. Nah. You got a curfew at 11 o'clock yeah. and you, you go, nah. Sorry, guys. Sorry. We've hit our curfew. We're yeah. going to have to put our instruments down and Because the Meanies yeah. played for too long and they probably drank too much backstage. And you're like, oh, thanks a lot. Like yeah. I paid heaps of money for this. Yeah. I've seen the Foo Fighters a couple of times and have just – yeah. 
been a bit disappointed. Yeah, right. Yeah, their show at yeah. um, their show at uh, East Perth Stadium there was was pretty good. It was twenty eighteen, and he had just come back. Dave Grohl had come back from. He'd been to the states. Um, no, he he did his show in either Melbourne or Sydney. Flew back home to do his daddy daughter uh, day at yeah. his daughter's school. The dance oh, yeah. or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Then flew back out to Australia to come to Perth, uh, and then on that flight. Um, got food poisoning. So he spent the day before the concert here in Perth on the dunny with the shits, but then came out and did a rockin' right. show the next day and he was just telling the story that, you know, he might need to duck off stage or whatever. And, oh, yeah. But he was he was fine. Yeah. Um, but it was a great show. There was he was a great entertainer. Yeah. Um, They've but, got some great stuff. Oh, Look, man. I don't know if you've seen it's called Sonic Highways. So it's a it was probably their it was about two thousand and eighteen album. And what they did is they went to eight different iconic locations around the US. So they went to, um, I was going to say Tamworth. It's not Tamworth, but um, what's the country music capital? So they went there. Oh, yeah. And they there. got a guy. That is Tamworth, isn't it? No, Tamworth, in, the in, in, oh, in the States. Oh, in the States. Oh, sorry. Um, sorry. Nashville. Yeah. Right, yeah. So they went to Nashville. They recorded um, and they had a, a, like a famous country singer guy come in. Um, and they went to these places and they just recorded – Songs based around there. Yeah, right. One at um, New Orleans uh, with Gary Clark Jr., who's like a he's a real good guitarist, and and then they they had an hour long sort of documentary on why they went there, the history of the music from that area, and them making the song. It was awesome. Yep. Yeah. Sonic yeah. Right. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. But then, it's a shame about the drummer that died. Yeah. Unexpectedly. Was, um, mm, died unexpectedly. Mm. Yeah, uh, but anyway, it should be a good show for those that are going. But I won't be going. Nah, nah yeah, no, a, fair call. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they're. I'm sure they'll because they're headliners. I saw them. Uh, they played with um, Kings of Leon for another. Oh, what a great band! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love yeah. Kings of Leon. Yeah. That's, so that's so that's good. That's one of those things. Yeah. Uh, when I did my training for work, that was the big album at the time in Melbourne. Oh yeah, um, you know, Sex on Fire. Yeah. That album was amazing. Yeah. And I can remember, you know, going to the gym in the morning, putting that on, going for a little run, running to the gym, Windy Hill, coming home. Yeah. You know? Well, that was um, quite unusual because that song, Sex on Fire, being quite a uh, commercial song, made number one of the Triple J Hottest 100 that year. Mm. Which is, you know, Triple J is renowned for alternative music. Um, I guess Kings of Leon started off alternative, but that Pretty song brought them into the yeah. commercial realm. A fair bit, didn't yeah. it? And if you listen to their previous albums, you can't un- you can't understand what he s- says. Really? And in that one, and I remember reading about it at the time. He he said he kind of he was confident with his voice. Oh, okay. So before he, he didn't think he could sing, so yeah. he kind of mumbled the words, and nobody really got it. And then mm, this one, right. which was a huge commercial success for him, was when he started singing properly. Yeah, right. And he could understand what he was saying. Yeah, yeah. There's a great song on that album called Closer, which I love. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a good album. And their yeah. subsequent albums were good too. They they yeah. they backed them up. Yeah, they're a great band. Yeah, they're good. Mm. I think they had a story behind around. their name as well. Though that's what they wanted to be called. But apparently, their manager was like, "No, no, you can't use that name. That's a terrible name. Like commercially, shouldn't be using that." And apparently, there was a big scrap to get Kings of Leon across the line. Yeah, right. So yeah, like, right. Yeah, if we do it, this is what we're going to be called. They're all brothers, I think, aren't they? Four brothers, I think. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, that's that a story like um, Led Zeppelin. I think they were going to call themselves uh, an, the, the New Yardbirds. Oh, yeah. And then their manager said, well, that, that band name's going to go down like a lead balloon. 
Yeah. And that's uh, when the song, uh, that's Led when the title Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin come yeah. about. Yeah. Another cracking band. We haven't really talked about the 70s. Oh, man, Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Great the who. band. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, probably just Real before good. my time. And I was, I was born in the 70s, so. Yeah. But, um, see, a lot of, I went back and, you know, you talked about bands influencing other bands. I remember, um, yeah, probably Pearl Jam saying, we're heavily influenced. I love Pete Townsend from The Who. And I was like, Who? Who are The Who? Yeah. Went back and looked. Like, what oh, some great right. songs have they got? Oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Babbo yeah. O'Reilly, be top, my top, one of my top yeah. five songs. Yeah. Kraken wow. song. Yeah. Be cool. It's also used in a really unknown movie called Summer of Sam. Oh, yeah. It's um, about Son of Sam serial killer. Oh, right. Yeah. They you know, kind of pick on this weird kid because he's dressing like a punk and they think he's the son of Sam oh, okay. mass murderer Because they also played uh, Barbara O'Reilly at the start of that um, crime investigation show. Remember that series on TV? Um, CSI. I, I, I might not have been CSI or, um, you know, the one that went... Dun, dun. SVU. No. CSI, because CSI had the who on, they've got like four different... Oh, that is that who are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not that one. Um, uh, it was the one where they uh, like um, uncovered um, assaults on children and stuff. Um, uh, mm. Geez, how's my memory? Special Victims no? Unit. Special <laughs> Victims Unit. It was something like that. that it, was a, it was a series. <laughs> I'll bet, right, I'll I'm going to look it up. Better, I'll bet you it was CSI Miami or something that had Barbaro. Uh, There's a lot of uh, spin-offs from that, wasn't there? Well, the CSI, that, that first one that had that iconic Who Are You mm. – Song and then they had spin-offs in Miami and somewhere else, and it had David Caruso or whatever his name is, and they had yeah. Barbara O'Reilly was used as a theme theme song for popular TV series CSI New York. There you go, New York. Mm. There you go, classic. Yeah, very good. Any of you guys get into uh, Faith No More? I'd love Faith No More. They fucking rocked out back in yeah. the day. Yeah, Angel Dust, great album. Um, Midlife Crisis, great song. Gentle Art of Making Enemies. Songs. Yeah, that that's was a cracker. killer song. Yeah, yeah. I remember rocking out to that. Yeah. Do yeah. you remember that album? Uh, was it King for a Day or something? Yeah, um, maybe. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't have any of the lyrics. Yeah. Okay. So I remember when I was a young bloke, my parents used to make me go into my bedroom and do homework. Yep. And my homework was I'd get in there and I'd sit in, and that that one didn't have any lyrics in the lyric. Oh um, yeah. So I listened to Gentle Art of Making Enemies about a thousand times yeah. trying to work out what he was saying and I yeah. wrote, wrote it all down. That was yep. my homework. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's hard to make out what, what he's saying. Yeah. Because he's like talking fast and like mumbling a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday, fucker. Yeah. yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> epic was pretty good. Epic. Yeah. It was epic. Yeah. Obviously it was epic. Yeah. Yeah. That was number one, I think, for a while, wasn't it? That yeah. Was pretty commercial. Oh, it should yeah. have been. Yeah. 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 yeah they were a great band. They've got lots of songs that I'd never realised were Faith No More until you listen to them. You're like, yeah, this is a cracking song. And then you look up, it's like, oh, Faith No More. Yeah. Easy. They did a Lionel Richie, Easy. That oh, cover yeah. is great. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Did they do the Cat Stevens cover, Cats in the Cradle? Did they? Uh, Ugly Kid Joe. Oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Yeah. Yeah, good, good stuff. Ugly Kid Joe. I think Epic was probably the first song... What was that? Must have been, was it early 90s? 89, maybe 90? 
be around that. I would yeah. have thought 1991 maybe. But I was yeah. 10 and that was... 1989. 89, was it? Yeah, yeah there that, you go. That kicked me off into my love mm. of hard rock and roll yep. punk. Yeah, there's a, uh, a good um, shout out to Louis who put me onto this, uh, a Netflix series uh, called, I think it's Song Buster or something, if you put Song Exploder. Uh, Netflix and it, um, it's only got about five or six episodes. They only go for about twenty odd minutes, but they pick certain songs and they uh, discuss with the the artists how they come about writing that song. So I watched um, uh, the Killers um, when we were young. When we were young, yeah. that's the one. So they talk about that, just the making of that, um, and that's when similar to that guy you were just talking about there, where he sort of come about with his confidence of his of his uh, voice. Yeah. Uh, and really sort of let loose, and, and that's yeah. the song came a hit. But one of the, the most intriguing ones was Trent Reznor um, oh, yeah. talking about that song, uh, Hurt. Do you know what Trent Reznor does now? No. He's the head of Apple Music. Bullshit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Nine Inch well, he was Trent Reznor. He was explaining, right. Or something, programming or something, head of programming. Yeah, yeah. right. He was explaining that the song Walk, which is at the end of that album. Um, Pantera <sighs> Walk? That was a classic. What's the album? Um, Trent, the, what's the album of Nine Inch Nails? Uh, Downward Spiral. So the Downward Spiral, the one with, you know, I want to fuck you like an animal. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Um, that song. Yep. Well, Walk. So Walk was also done a, c- a cover by um, Johnny Cash, which is a, a great cover version. I love it. I actually like Johnny Cash's version yeah. better than Trent Reznor's. But Trent Reznor was saying that that song, Hurt, is a conclusion of the journey of that album. And so I actually took Nine Inch Nails downward spiral on that trip that I was talking about earlier mm. and I listened to the whole album and it's quite painful to listen to and I don't know when he was explaining it on that interview with this guy you could tell that he was when he was singing that song making that album he was being there was torment in his life and I don't know whether he was abused or what but you go back and you listen to that album and man it is it's it's it, there's a lot of hate and pain in it. Mm. And the, the, the Hurt album, the Hurt song is just this culmination of, of his state of being and this, this journey of all the songs that he particularly put in order to send the listener through a journey of, of pain and, and hurt and, mm. yeah, what, and torment of what he was going through. And you listen to it, man, it's, it's quite harsh. Mm. It's a... But have a listen to his interview, man, uh, on that okay. uh, Netflix yeah, thing, out, yeah. uh, Song Exploder. It's um, it's pretty intriguing. Yeah. And you just wonder where someone's thought pattern to come up with those sort of songs. Where's uh, it coming from? Where's it coming yeah. from, man? You know, like there's some really vivid lyrics on that song. Yeah. A lot of artists dark. get their yeah. experience, uh, their inspiration from lots and dark places, hey? Yeah. 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 Seems to be like a prerequisite sometimes to be that really sort of creative person to yeah. just, just put some stuff out and you hear the um, like meaning behind some songs that people put out and it's like, whoa. Yeah. 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 Like what are some songs out there that have that sort of – I mean, we spoke about Jeremy earlier. That was that was an experience that – was that a personal experience of Eddie Vedder's? No, I think he just found it in a newspaper. Was it? Yeah, it was right. a newspaper article. Yep. Yeah. Um, Black, the song Black, is that – I heard that was about his sister or a relative of his in a psych ward. Oh, um, you know she paints empty canvas on sheets of clay. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I I, th- I thought they, those songs there were personal experiences, but maybe not. But yeah, I don't think Jeremy was black. Maybe yeah. well be. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and I guess a lot of artists got inspiration from drug use. Yeah. You know, open up their creativity and... Uh, 60s, hey? The whole decade. Yeah. yeah. Just the psychedelic decade of music. Yeah. Because yeah. the Doors, I mean, Jim... Jim Morrison, awesome, a lot yeah. of, you know, a lot of stuff that you look at that um, movie where Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer played Jim Morrison, oh, which yeah. he did a great job yeah. of. Yeah, you know some some of the songs that they come up with in the desert, frying on LSD, you know, mm. shit like that. Well, the, the Beatles before LSD versus yeah. after LSD. Yeah, obviously, uh, like John Lennon spinning off and going solo later on. Yep, just oh, yeah, so much like yeah. Yeah. 60s would have been a cool time to be alive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Imagine being able to go to Woodstock. Oh, yeah. Like, if you yeah. just, like, get in a time machine, go back yeah. to, was it 1969 or whatever, like, yeah. far out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was all about rebellion back then, wasn't it? You know, it was... Yeah, but also, like, love and compassion and yeah. um, sharing and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it wasn't really, like, a commercial venture so much. Like, it obviously was a commercial venture, but that wasn't, like, its entire reason for being and, yeah. like, people sort of living cooperatively and caring about each other and... yeah. You know, like everyone going around and cleaning up, and yeah, it wasn't like the Woodstock of two thousand where people just going nuts and yeah, you know, fighting and people getting raped and garbage everywhere and you you sort of wonder think a bottle of water. You think about that stage in history where people were acting in that way, mm. whether the forces that be put things in place to stop that from happening. Because imagine if banning psychedelics so- and imagine drugs. if society or yeah. drugs yeah starting in 1970 nixon yeah. i think it was imagine if society drugs. continued with that love peace and happiness mantra that was sort yeah. of big in the 60s yeah imagine what the world would be like but you know they had to assassinate yeah. jfk they had to mm. you know ban psychedelics and 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 blame the hippie trail and all that sort of stuff for, yep. for corrupt drugs and shit like that mm. yeah you just sort of wonder you know then they had to invade Vietnam and places like that, you just sort of wonder how the world might have been different if if that 60s culture could have lived on. I reckon uh, I the CIA cool. had been tailing um, John Lennon for years. Yeah. And there's that conspiracy theory that maybe he um, wasn't just assassinated by that crazy guy, but maybe it was in fact like a CIA operation. Yeah. his um, late music was quite powerful and had a lot of messaging behind it. Yeah. They were massive um, at the time, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, totally. What did he, he, he got... He got 80, shot. He got shot in, uh, I think. in New York. Yeah, outside yeah. his apartment. We yeah. went to his apartment. Yeah. Tapping we went to New York. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I mean, there were a lot. There's been a lot of musicians assassinated. Yeah, you know, uh, by Joe Blows. Mm. You know, um, but just recently, um, Chris Cornell. He got. Did he get a? Assass- did he get shot? Or was he? No, I think he was that a apparent suicide or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's some other artists as well that were coming out about some quite topical Chester, issues. Chester Benningfield from um, Benning, Benningfield, yeah. Bennington from um, Lincoln Park. There's another one, yeah. They were good mates. Apparently yep. they were making a doco. About something. Yeah, mm. so I think they kind of joined the dots. Yeah. People joined the dots on that. Yeah. Both mm. died in a similar way, I think. Yeah. Yeah, well, isn't there a uh, theory behind Kurt Cobain as well getting assassinated? I've heard that, there's, yeah. Um, there's all this thing about because uh, he did it in the attic yeah, his house and something to do with the window being open exactly. and all this bizarre shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the yeah. window was open as if someone had crawled out of it, not yes. as if it was open for for air purposes or whatever. It was. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was something behind this, this window. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, there's a documentary about it, and it's really yeah. interesting. Oh. I, I saw it ages ago, but yeah. I can't. Yeah, right. I, can't, I think, I think yeah. I've seen it, but I saw it a, a quite a while ago, and 
I remember thinking, oh, you know, maybe it's obviously you never know, do you? But mm. wasn't so compelling that it was like that was definite. But it was like, well, you never know. Why yeah. would they want to kill him? Don't know. I think um, it was suggested that he was quite against the sort of full-on commercialism of music. And so he um, had issues with like some of the prices they were charging for, you know, access to music and things like that. And he was more of a, like a grassroots. He was against not know. just music though, it was the establishment pretty much really. Well, wasn't oh yeah, it? yeah, that as well. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. But they reckon that that um that album uh, unplugged was his goodbye mm. concert. So they reckon that he he designed that whole set with all the candles and all the dim lighting and shit and they they reckon and the band members reckon that he, that was him yeah he already knew that was his wake yeah pretty much he knew that either he was going to kill himself at that time yep. or he was going to he was going to be killed well, he was a full on heroin addict wasn't he so yeah mm. he probably saw the writing on the wall i heard, i think on that documentary as well they they interview um who's the lead singer of REM uh, Michael Stipe. Michael Stipe. Michael Stipe and, and Kurt Cobain were really cl- close friends. Mm. And a week before uh, Kurt Cobain was killed, they had a, a, a chat on the phone and they were going to meet up and do a collaborative music thing. Um, and so the date that uh, Michael Stipe was supposed to call back and get things going in motion was the day before and he never got around to it. Mm. And then the next day Kurt Cobain shot himself. So... In the interview, in that documentary, I think Michael Stipe talks about his deep regret about not calling Kurt on that day yeah. because things might have changed. He might have even been able to, not knowing that Kurt was going to do that, but might have given Kurt some purpose to carry on. Yeah. You know, we're going to get together, I'll meet you tomorrow, blah, 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 blah. we'll organise this collaborative. Yep. Uh, and it never obviously happened. That whole sort of sliding door theory of uh, like one little change sets off a cascade of changes. Yeah. That, yeah. What do you yeah. think if you set up a MTV music event like that it'd be hard to change his mind yeah yeah but you never know Mm. you know you never know mental illness i guess and depression and stuff like that because back then there was no are you okay day is there was there no would it have saved him though Mm. are you okay kurt yeah yeah i'm okay (laughs) (laughs) that was one of those ones where yeah i remember exactly where i was at the time yeah yeah that school i can remember i was yeah top of the stairs and yep People were hanging out with. Were, I got there and people were in tears. Really, yeah. crazy. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't get couldn't get to class. They were that distraught. I remember yeah. people booking off school. Mm. Yeah. Really? Yep. Wow. Yeah, I remember. When, I remember when um, Michael Hutchins died. I remember that, and I also remember I was in grade three. I was on the bus up going up the hill to Kalamunda for my swimming lessons, and I was sitting next to my grade three teacher, Mrs. Godfrey, and she was reading the Daily News, and she she just cried out. <gasps> Oh my God! John Lennon had been shot. Oh, so going back to John Lennon, yeah. I'll never forget that. I had no idea who John Lennon was, yeah. and yeah. it just would have just gone in one ear and out the other. But her response with that happening and her reading it stuck in my memory forever. Yep. I wonder where Mrs. Godfrey is these days. She'd be dead, I reckon. She was, <laughs> well, she was pretty old back then. <laughs> she was a lovely teacher. But yeah, REM, great band, and their best of album. Um, they've got a best of. Uh, each to their own. Don't like REM. In time, no, 1988 really to 2003. We're not a big REM fan? Nah, too oh. whiny. Yeah, right. Yeah, if you like it, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> night <laughs> Swimming. I can appreciate it. Night Swimming. Night. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. song. George Thorogood Collection. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Classic best of. Might have been a bit before my time. Yeah. Hoodoo Guru's Electric Soup. Yeah, I could. Got to be a fan yeah, of that. Sure. Men of, best of Men at Work. Contraband. Yeah. Men at Work have got some classics. Overkill is 
a classic. Yeah. That's a great song. Yeah. I'll tell you another great Australian Colin band Hope. who have got some classic songs is um, Mondo Rock. Oh, Mondo yeah. Rock have got some yeah. classics. Yeah. There's actually um, – Actually, it might have been. Uh, you guys carry on. I'll just find another little question here. <laughs> so, how's your day been? Uh, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, quizzes by Dove. Um, Radiohead. That was such a good band. Ah, yeah, awesome. Great album. Uh, yeah. That first album that came out in the nineties with um, plastic tr- trees. Uh, or fake, fake plastic fake trees. Plastic trees. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know that film clip when yeah. he's in the in the fish bowl and it's filling up with water. Yeah. His little bung eyes going and their first Tom York. album uh, released, their first single was Creep, which was one of their best ever songs. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter yeah. loves that song now. It's a fucking awesome song. Yeah. Yeah. It was released in like 92 or something. Yeah. 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 Great song. Karma Police. Oh, it's yeah. Awesome song. Yeah. Just cruisy. Yeah. 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 I was telling my daughter just when we listened to the Creep the other day, um, I, that song resonated with me when I was on my own teaching in a country town back when I was early 20s. And, you know, that line, I don't belong here, yeah, you know, yeah. that's armor creep. Yep. That just resonated with me, you know. <laughs> I just didn't Some belong creep I didn't belong where I was. I'm a creep. Um, I belong here. Yeah. Yeah, you are a bit of a creep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what you want from your school teacher. <laughs> kids, uh, I'm a creep, man. Creep. I don't yeah. belong here. Do you guys get into any of the Britpop? No. Nah. Not at all. Oasis, oh. I didn't mind. Yeah. Gallagher Brothers are okay. Nuts. Yeah. Who else was there? That's a bit it. Oh, hey, Pulp. Oh, oh yeah, they're Supergrass. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah they had, so, they they had so good songs. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have any of their albums, but... Didn't yeah. you? Yeah. They, yep. No, they had they had some good singles. Song two, if you were anywhere and they hear that... That was just time to rock out. Damon Albarn wrote that in about two minutes, he reckons. Yeah, it was a very long song. I think it went for about two minutes and something. He said something like, I can... Anyone can write a pop song. I can do it, and I'll do it in ten minutes. And oh yeah, that was song two. Yep, that was that was really what, that was what he claimed. And probably the song that Blur are known uh, best for out yeah. of all their many, many, many yeah. songs. But yeah. uh, who knows if that's bullshit or yeah, not? Yeah, you know, you never know. Yeah, you know. Are I they are they the guys that um, became Gorillas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they didn't like fame, did they? They they, they wanted their identities yeah. kept uh, secret yep. or something. So they created those cartoon characters yep. and became Gorillas. Yeah. I didn't mind Gorillas. They were all right. I like Gorillas. Yeah, they've yeah. got a new album out, and one of the, the lead song is actually pretty good. Yeah, it's one of my okay. favourites. I've put it on You're my right. favourite list. Yep. But going back to Mondo Rock, just just go back to these songs, right? So Mondo Rock, uh, back in the 80s, this Aussie band had the most hit singles than any other Australian band. Cool World, Come Said the Boy, State of the Heart, Summer of 81, Chemistry, Primitive Love Rights. <laughs> There's six songs straight off the bat. Men at Work, Aussie rock band achieved uh, what no other band has by having their album at number one in the charts and their single Down Under at number one in the charts at the exact same time in Australia, UK, New Zealand and USA. Is that right? Yeah. Colin Hay. There you go. Down Under. Great song. Mm. Should be national anthem. So, yeah, Britpop. Yeah, I wrote it. Yeah. I got into it. Didn't, they have a bit of, didn't Oasis and Blur have a bit of a beef? They did. Mate, Oasis had a bit of a beef with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the story of them having angry. a fight with some Russian mafia guys in an airport one time, and weren't they just wankers? Noel Gallagher, I think so. Yeah, yeah. did they have a fight each, with each other? Each other all the time, yeah. trying to kill they each don't other. Talk anymore, do they? Nah. throwing glass ashtrays at each other's heads and shit, just full nuts. Yeah, but they made some good. You know, they did. Wonderwall. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. a pretty iconic. Yeah, it's, it's an anthem. Yeah. Champagne yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Had yeah. some. Uh, yeah. 
There are some songs. Story Morning Glory. That one in particular that you can actually put on a playlist called Anthems that will get people up and singing. Yeah. So like Sweet Child of Mine. It's a a sing-along one, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's a sing-along that everyone can sort of just get arm in arm when they're drunk and just sing out the words to it. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderwall is probably one of those. Mm. Yep. What's your karaoke song, Rooster? What's your go-to? I've actually got a playlist of uh, karaoke songs. Um. I used, Jeez, to, I, I used know. to do Bohemian Rhapsody back in the day. Oh, Did yeah. you? Me and uh, a couple of mates used to get up and we'd do all the little different voices, you know, because it goes to that. Yeah, yeah. Galileo. We used to have a deep one. Fucking, yeah, yeah. 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 Then we just rock out for the. It's real. It's a real uh, full body karaoke one. Like, you can really rock out to it. People love it. It's such an iconic song. I remember going into a karaoke bar and seeing Rooster with. 20 people around him, arm in arm, didn't know him, microphone in hand, belt out. I can't remember what it was. I can imagine. It probably shook me all night long. I reckon that's probably one that I always go for. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and that's a song that you can get people up and singing. Take Me Back, Noiseworks. Great album. Their original first album, Noiseworks. Yeah, probably say a bit of In Excess. Might be on oh, the yeah. karaoke cards, what you need. I'll tell you one not to do karaoke, which I learned the hard way, is Fire Started by The Prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try and do that. There's not really many words to it. It's just got to be all rocking out. But unless you can really uh, like walk the line, yep. disaster. I did that one time. And you know those various levels of karaoke and some just give you like the basic tune of the song and some give you the whole. It's like you need to listen to like the live Firestarter one where they're rocking out and it's got all the little noises and shit. But like if you just do the very commercial for release one, it's just like I'm a Firestarter, Twisted Firestarter, like over and over again. You've got to be like Keith from The Prodigy, just absolutely going off your nut and you've got to have like blue hair and shit. And, uh, you know, have all the Prodigy crew around you. If you're just some random 20-year-old dude trying to rock out to it, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. That was a bit of a fail, but that's all right. I love the Prodigy back in the day. Yeah, it would have been harder to do karaoke for that because you need all the background instruments. And 100%, yeah. 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 No, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> Karaoke's good fun, though. Yeah. yeah. It's good. You've got to have no a couple of beers under your belt. Definitely need some Dutch courage. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, just got to have the right amount. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be in the zone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember going to a karaoke bar uh, in Perth like, probably a year or so ago uh, with me mates just catching up. We didn't do any singing or anything, but uh, one Sheila got up and sang. She finished, and then we heard, thought no one else was singing, so they must have just put, just put some background music on, another song, because no one else was up. But little did we know there's a dude at the bar sitting down with a microphone with his back towards us, and this guy sounded like... It was a, a, pl- a play song from a CD or something, yeah, right. but he was actually the next person in line. Right, but he's obviously he's obviously a um, a regular and a singer. Yeah. But this guy's voice was we're just going fuck. That's a guy singing. It's not a it's not a recorded um, song. Get the fuck out. No. Yeah, <laughs> no professionals. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Nada Surf. Any guys get into Nada Surf? Uh, no. Had uh, that song popular? Blonde on blonde. No, nothing. No. no. Oh, you know it if you heard it. Yeah, yeah. I know I know the song. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah but I just... Yeah. Nah, I wrote it. I thought it was yeah. good. Yeah. Like I said, each to their own, you know. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. That was cool. It's a good song. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's got their own taste of music. And, and mm. like we said, you know, bringing it back to the start, music brings you together. My daughter, thanks, bub, she's just introduced me to a new band called the Deftones. I never got into the Deftones. 
They've been around for a while, though. I know. Yeah. Since the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Never yep. really got into them. Yeah, okay. Are they still going, or is she... Well, is no, she's or just... Because um, she's learning guitar. She, well, how oh. come she's into the Deftones? Well, she, there's a song that she loves, and she plays the riff. Uh, we bought her an electric guitar for her birthday, and so cool. she's just playing the riff to this song. I can't remember the name of the song, but yeah. the album, the, the song's from the album White Pony. White um, Pony is a classic. Yeah, yeah, I never really got into it. So she's introduced me. Here's my 17-year-old daughter. Introducing me to a band that started back in the nineties. Change, awesome. Change in the House of Flies is their big one off that album. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's one of the songs that I like. Um, uh, there's a song called uh, "Digital Bath" or something. Digital Bath, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I dig that song at the moment. I'm, I yeah. listen to that on the way in. Yeah, yeah. see, that would that would have been nineties. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. But pretty cool how these bands and I mean, just guys' voice is amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess it just shows um, the power of music made back then. Yeah, that. Generations now, like teenage kids, are listening to it. Yeah, yeah. You know that that must make a band like that really proud. Yeah, that their their music has survived. Yeah, yeah. Test of time stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like the same iconic sort of stuff's not been made in the same volume now. Nah, I totally agree, mate. Uh-huh. I feel like in the twenty tens and twenty twenties, it's yeah. just not the same. And I feel like there's not as many uh, like epic bands around. Yeah, a lot of soloists and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. a lot of sort of like one and two hit wonders. But I yeah. feel like there's not as many just awesome groups yeah. bands that are just around for a long time and just pumping out so many classics. Yeah, it's a great Australian band at the moment called Gang of Youths. They're awesome. Yeah. Um, but you're right. I can't see some some of these artists being around for twenty years and making. Uh, Ten albums. Well, they're not going to have. They're not going to make a classic song or a classic album that you're going to listen to again in twenty years. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, exactly right. You know what I mean? It's It's not going to be a room full of old dudes sitting around reminiscing about fucking music from thirty years ago in twenty fifty, talking about the twenty twenties. No, I don't reckon. Nah, I mean we've got a long way to go. Maybe music really picks up from twenty twenty three through twenty thirty. (laughs) But do you? I find that music is unfortunately got the same thing as movies. So it's all about reproducing. Yeah, yeah, it's something that's already been done and they're just Just. reproducing a similar sound. So that's why um, kids who will listen to a song that's come out last week Mm. um, with us and we'll know the lyrics to it because it's Mm. a song that came out back in the 80s or 90s, but it's just been rehashed. The TV show Stranger Things had that Kate Bush song. Yeah. And that Kate Bush song was number one. Yeah. A couple, you know, I don't know, might have been a year or so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, released in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. And is number one 30-odd years later, yeah. 40 years later nearly. Yep. Yeah, crazy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's it's sad. Um, and I guess that's just why kids, my, like my daughter, is going back to the Deftones, yeah. yep. a, a 1990s band. Yep. You know, what else do they have that gives them that? Yeah, yeah I don't the, know. The Deftones were quite, a, a, and quite an obscure 90s band. Like yeah, they definitely weren't. Genre like, of, yep. yeah. Definitely had that grunge sound, that, yeah. that high, the um, low. Grunge, yeah. Yeah. Because mm. that was the thing about grunge. That's what attracted people to it, wasn't it? It, it goes up to a, a real, crescendo, a crescendo yeah. and then it, it's like a wave. Ebbs and has flows. Ebbs yeah. and flows, and that's what the sound, why the sound appeals. But you can see how it evolved from everything else. Yep. You know, even, you know, heavy metal of the 70s, you know, Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, those kind of ones, and evolved into, you can see how that evolution of 30 years of music Went yeah, mm. grunge. Then it kind of went into punk, you know, pop punk kind of. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So has it has the evolution of music stalled? Uh, yeah, I don't no, know. Well, or is it pop? Is it just yeah? It's just a lot of pop music. Yeah. So I mean, mm. if you look at what we were listening to on Triple J in the nineties and two thousands, it was 
a lot of rock. Maybe that's what was cool at the time. But if you listen to what is on Triple J at the moment, most of it is pop music that sounds like pop music of the 90s, Spice Girls, Backstreet, that that kind of stuff, that nobody wanted to talk about. No, no, that's commercial. That had their place on commercial radio. But now, yeah. Mm. I mean, there's a few There's a few. Rock bands going around. Nothing but thieves. Another one. They're really good from the UK. Gang of Youths. But most of it, I mm. would say, if I turned the radio on, I thought I'd be listening to a commercial radio station. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With yeah. 90, 80 percent of the stuff that's on. Yeah, Triple, Triple J in the nineties was. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was. Into the two thousands. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't listen to it but at all it, now. But I, is it I was only Triple J through the nineties. Like it's just where all the good music was. Yeah, whereas same. now I wouldn't even bother. But it's I mean, all like ABC. They're very, own, mate. They're ABC, very uh, um, political now as well. Yeah. And they play a lot of Australian stuff, which is good, obviously. Yeah. But um, but is that is that maybe what, maybe a little bit too much? We're not we're not the target de- demographic anymore. No, we're not. No, so may, maybe that's yeah. what people are listening yeah. to. Yeah, you know, and that's yep. that's cool. You know, whatever. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people listen to Triple J in the nineties, like. I feel like most young people will listen to Triple yeah. J. Yeah. Oh, do you I remember? Don't, I don't know if that's the case now. Yeah. I think probably. I think it probably is. We're just out of touch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe. Probably. Yeah. I remember um, the hottest one hundred oh. on on Australia Day was the culmination of. I mean, they don't, they don't even year recognize of Australia Day anymore. So yeah. Triple J. <laughs> See, that's when I t- I switched off from Triple J when they yeah. when they stopped the hottest one hundred on Australia Day. Yeah. And they put it on the following sad day. I said, Nah, fuck off. You're becoming yeah. political. You're trying yeah. to make a point. I'm yep. not interested. I just want music, mm. and I, I want it on a day that I've got off. Yep. And I'm having a couple of beers to yeah, celebrate. Exactly, yeah. Australia Day, my just country doing day. On the random like next weekend or the next day or whatever. Yeah. yeah doesn't stupid. doesn't have the impact. No. The first mm. fleet didn't even land on the 26th of January. Did you know? No. That? Yeah. Mm. It was like August sometime. Yeah. Yeah. But that was just the day that was agreed upon that was going to be the national day of celebration. So yeah, yeah. I thought that's why we chose that day. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, and then you have all place. these. Fuck tards coming up with Invasion Day and shit like that, and that's when I first heard that term on Triple J. Yeah, you know, you, you know how they have callers come, call in on, yep. on on the hottest one hundred day, and they say, "Oh yeah, well here we are celebrating Invasion Day." And it's oh, like, yeah. "Fuck you, man!" Like you wouldn't be able to listen to your radio yeah. and have some beers with your friends and, and a barbecue yeah. in your backyard if it wasn't for our country. So fuck off with the Invasion Day. History is what it is. Triple J, or well, not Triple J, but like music and stuff in general in the nineties was a, a little bit about like rebellion and you know there's a bit of counterculture and subculture. Now it's all about fucking political correctness. Yeah, yeah, and being offended. But that's yeah. that's what music should have been. That's what music's been, you know, for the last fifty years. Yeah, is rebellion and yeah. But there's that classic well, scenario music, just yeah. happened a month ago. That country western singer singer in the US, he made a song about um. Like you don't do it in our backyard or something. So it was basically just, um, it was basically just like targeting like rioting and uh, violence uh, during protests yep. and stuff. So you you do it in our backyard. You do it in our backyard, and you know you you'll get you'll get your just desserts sort of oh, thing. Yeah. And so then he that song, they the Country Music uh, Association of America, uh, they they cut off his song. <laughs> they wouldn't play it because they said it was racist. Yeah, and so. Country music said it's racist. Yeah, yeah, and so all these media outlets right. jumped on board, saying that he's target or he's he's targeting minority groups, but it was nothing about that at all. He didn't even mention the word race or black mm. or white in the song, mm. but they just made this connection to it about you know BLM or whatever. Yeah, um, and so 
funny enough though, the song went to number one because it got so much. It just bit him on the ass. It just yeah. it got yeah. so much publicity and play. Yeah. But isn't that, that funny? it hit number one? Because you you imagine some of the songs of yesteryear and <laughs> what it would take for one of those songs to get banned. I could never remember a song being banned, no matter what nah. it was. Ah. Like Rage Against the Machine, Killing in the Name remember, of... Um, you know, like, like fuck that, the police got a fair bit of uh, yeah, back in the day. yeah 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 but yep. it still got played they, they did they didn't ban it but oh, they came they out remember they some radio that, stations uh, did. did remember yeah. they did some um, appearance somewhere like they did some show and they got warned like don't play it yeah and they came right. out on stage and they played it and yeah. it fucking rocked out and yeah there was a big repercussion afterwards like yeah. that yeah. was more like music sort of yeah, yeah, not yeah. being scared of stick like, it to the man that's no, what music curfew is here we better go or you know I don't want to offend anybody fucking hell like yeah rock and roll man yeah fucking rock out a little bit yeah. Loose. Yeah. yeah, he was yeah. Well, on his turn. He was on Rogan and um, yeah. on Rogan and uh, Tucker a couple yeah. of weeks ago. He's an yeah. interesting guy. Yeah. What was he doing? He was promoting something, wasn't he? A, I'm not sure. Like a, a book, maybe. Yeah, I, I, he was yeah, pretty chilled out. Something. Pretty chilled out. Dude. Yeah, he was talking about missing out on movies because he didn't want the vax. That's right. Oh, um, true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Turned down a couple of movies, yeah. nine mil okay. and something. Yeah. yeah, he did. That's right. He'd be minted anyway. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, good on him. Be great to be able to turn down in nine mil. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Oh, well, you got to stand for what you believe in, eh? Yeah. Ideally, but Otherwise, he did say in a song, "Fuck the police," and then has played a policeman in several movies. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, you know, rebellious youth, and at that time in LA, there were there was shit going down oh, between man. the police yeah. and there the was black a lot community. Of shit going down, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. The Rodney King beating and all that. Yeah. 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 Yep. you know, and young black dudes were. Rightly pissed off, and, and they, yeah. it spoke to people. Yeah, well, that's what music is supposed to do, isn't it? It's yeah. supposed to speak to you and send you a message, and yeah, yeah, sounds that convey emotion. Mm. There we go. It's a good way to finish. I think, and a perfect sound that conveys emotion is our air guitar rift. <laughs> rift, bring Get it out on. there. Cheers, boys. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs>